He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down! You're excited! Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Nothing works in here. Not, the, the, the vibes could not be more off. We're no, starting my, the show. My vibes are good. Your vibes are great. You're happy to be here. Nothing ever works in here. I can't. <laughs> the, the Wi-Fi doesn't work. My headphones are barely working. It's one ear and it's way too loud. I got. I, I somehow got three lights to turn on when I first got in here. Now we're down to one, as always. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really. All I see is a white hat with a red mark in the middle of it. Yeah, that's what. And it's, it's what you're gonna see. Uh, this is the. We're live from the OG Studios, if you couldn't tell, here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. It is the Mike Rutherford Show. We have a special three and a half hours. Uh, if it's yeah, possible baby. to get tired of, of myself and Trevor Kelsey, then we will definitely make that happen uh, in record time today. Uh, we have the standard Mike Rutherford Show from three to five today here on 1450 and 96.1. Then we will become. We, we will morph. Will a, a ray of light will come down from the sports radio heavens, and we will just just categorically change. We will metamorph into the UofL pre-pregame show uh, from 5 to 6.30 to get you ready to hand the baton off to Paul Rogers and company for the actual pregame show and then coverage again for Louisville Central Florida tonight. Kickoff 7.30. Uh, you can hear that. It's 9.70 WGTK, our sister station in your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Uh, happy to be here in Jeffersonville, Indiana, even though nothing's working. Um, I'm working. As long as you can hear me okay. As long as we sound okay, I'm fine with that. I'm going to have to get you to – can you turn me down just a little bit because I am just booming in my own ear right now, which sounds sounds gross and also impressive at the same time. Um, hey, once you go – you know what they say about ear. Don't, don't. <laughs> I'm glad you held off on the actual quote. That's some of the best lines from Tom Tucker in Family Guy history. I'm glad you held off there. Uh, we were – I was coming in – we haven't been here in a while. This is the first time that we've done Speak the show. Yourself. Well, you haven't. I, I'm here You're two, over two here three days time. a week. Yeah. I, mean, I don't understand how this place works. My battery was 100% when I logged in my laptop. It's down to 69 already. Giggity. Giggity. And <laughs> I'm using That's my... That's how much, so much juice it takes to, to run here. Unbelievable. I'm using we're my so, hotspot. We're so far from normal civilization that it requires three times the amount of normal electricity to run something here. My computer and phone automatically connect to the Wi-Fi, and neither it just doesn't, doesn't work. So I've got to use the hotspot, which takes a million years for anything to get done. I've never used – I don't even use the Wi-Fi. I just, just – as soon as I always pull up, because I use everything on my phone anyway. Well, you have the, the home the, – the in-house computer. I do, there. do. But even when I'm, like, not using that, as soon as I pull up here, like, I turn my Wi-Fi off immediately. Because my phone will just – it'll go slow, and I'm just like, I'll just use my, you know, my 5G connection. 
So it's been a, a while since I've been over here, and I, I did notice, like, getting across the bridge, getting here in lovely Jeffersonville, in the end, the first two things that I see at the first stoplight that I get to, one, there's like a, I don't know if you've noticed this place, like, it's a salon, um, it's like a tiny building, they have a, a, the same sign that's always been there, like a professionally made sign that's like Divine Salon or whatever it is, and has their hours, has what, their number. What exit do you take to get to come here? The first one, where you have to like go far left. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not doing the main street, though. You need to start taking exit two again. You always say that, but yeah. I'm talking about the, the main street that yeah, I'm getting Yeah, you, you get off exit one. Right. Or, yeah, I know. So there's the little salon right there, and it's you got s- the, the professional sign, and then just now, this has not been there before, it's like a printed out so, like somebody made it on like a old like 1990s computer, just printed it out, <laughs> and then put it right right beneath the sign. It just says smoke shop. <laughs> I believe the slide you're talking about used to be a Sonic, by the way. Well, I think now it's a salon slash smoke shop. Yeah, a, and then <laughs> the house immediately next to the salon slash smoke shop uh, has two flags up on their front porch. One, the, the standard American flag, and then two, this big black flag that just says bleep Joe Biden uh, with a middle finger in the, in the middle of the words. And I was like, let's do some sports radio. No subtlety on that one, huh? I'm ready to get going here. Let's make this happen. No, no, no cards. Beat UCF. No, let's go Brandon. At least, at least the guy that lives down the street from me is a let's go Brandon. At least he's subtle about it, I guess. Which even that at this point is not subtle at all, but, yeah. but here we are. <laughs> uh, we're here again until, until 5 o'clock for the normal show, and then we'll do 5 to 6.30. Trevor Kelsey, how are you? How was your Thursday night? Uh, good. It was a solid, really actually a fun Thursday night. It had ups and downs. Uh, I don't know how much you got to watch of it. I enjoyed watching from start to finish, despite the, the game not being down to the wire. Last night's NFL game. Yeah, right after I said like the Thursday night opening game is always like a really good, always delivers, always sets the tone. We had kind of a dull-ass season opener yeah, last night. You know, it depends. If you've got Stephon Diggs in fantasy football, it was, it was definitely a highlight. Uh, or Josh Allen, for that matter. I didn't. I don't have Allen in many teams, but I got digs across the board pretty much everywhere I went. So and Matt Gay, the kicker, did not do much. For no, me. no, Bass did okay for me though. Obviously, both defenses put up some points. For those that are anti-defense, you can suck it in fantasy football. But uh, you know, I enjoyed that. And then as I was watching, because I, I started watching like the second half on my uh, on my computer, because I was like, I'm going to play some Madden. So I watched. That's the nice thing about the game being on Peacock. I can just put it on Peacock and watch the game, you know, streaming live. I don't have to try to find like a bootleg site or something like that. And I don't know, I, I don't know if you get the same commercial ads that you do on TV as you do when you stream. I assume you do. I don't think you do. Well, I thought I think you do until when it goes in a commercial break is like when you're getting local ads. I think. But so I didn't know that they had the new Jurassic Park movie on on there. Oh, there you go. And I don't go, listen. I have Peacock. I don't go on it very often. I, in fact, when I say very often, I said like this is the first time I've been on there in like a month. Probably you're not the Peacock commander. I do, I'm not. Uh, and. So I was like, ooh, they have Jurassic Park movie. And then I looked down again, I was like, and then I got really excited. Because I've been looking for this show on streaming since it dropped off Netflix, and now it's all all of its seasons are on Peacock. That 70s show. Ooh, good show. So I was very happy to see that. Very, very excited. That was good news for that, uh, which I needed because I did watch the Jurassic Park movie. Uh, it is uh, it is as bad as advertised. It, you just had to find out for yourself. I had to find out for myself. I was like, I got to sit down two hours and 20. The extended version, I was like, can I just get the shorter version? I don't even want the, I don't want the one with the extra cuts in it. I want. I actually want maybe a trailer only. But I sat through the whole thing because that's what I do. Uh, I didn't think it was possible to make Jurassic Park 3 look like a good movie, but they did. And it was uh, It was pretty pretty bad in, uh, from start to finish. I spent most of the time just waiting to see some dinosaur fights because the rest of the plot and acting was uh, utterly crap. It looked like Louisville trying to guard uh, a, a mobile quarterback. There we are. Starting that's, hot. That's, John Reese Pumbley. We're coming for you tonight, buddy. Then it was, a three, it was like 3 in the morning. I was like, yeah, I can watch a couple episodes. I don't know, but maybe it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Maybe it was because of the mindset at 3 o'clock in the morning I'm at. 
But man, I was laughing at the first three or four episodes of the 70s show. It's a good show. I mean, it just had me. Not that I haven't seen it a dozen times, but it just had me laughing. Does it bum you out? You know, everybody always does the the, the the distance between times. Like when that show debuted and when it was set in. Like nowadays, if you started doing that '70s show in the same amount of time between when the show was set and the modern day, it'd be set in like 2004. I think it'd be 2000 actually. That came movie. That show came out in '99, and it was set in '76, so it'd be 23 years. So we, so it'd be roughly 2000, 2001. Okay, yeah. So like I would. Yeah, we, I was in high school. I know. That's Which is sad. I didn't feel like it was that long. Maybe like doing a 9-11 episode. <laughs> well, I think, didn't we have this discussion about uh, Wonder Years? Yeah. All and, these things. Yeah, Wonder Years was the same way, because Wonder Years is like 30 years, so that would take you right before now. Like, that would be the end of season one. I think that we broke that down at one point. Um, so that was that was the up. Dress part was a down. The game itself was kind of down. Fantasy was up. Oh, and having to sit through... Uh, just the abomination that is a Quantum Leap uh, reboot uh, was a down as well. I heard people talking about it. I did not even know this was happening uh, until last it night. It looks I, I have no desire to watch this whatsoever. I, I tell you what, if there was a real Quantum Leap, Sam Beckett would go back and like have this show like canned right away for the good of, of, of humanity. You can't do – I mean, because I, I enjoy the original Quantum I, Leap. I love the original. Is the original is one of my favorites. Is Scott Bakula involved in this at all? I don't think so. And I know Al just died, Dean Stockwell. Yes, he died a couple like months ago. Two, no, it has been about a year, I think. Has it been? It? I know we were on the air because we talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's been within the year, but uh, yeah, he passed, and I, I mean, Bacula's still around. I think he's and he like uh, and he like on the, the no fly zone and social media because didn't he like big yeah, he a Trump he's a, guy? He, he's, he's a he yeah. had, that may have been his house actually right there with the uh, the F Joe Biden flag. <laughs> when I was coming in, he may have relocated <laughs> yeah. to Jeffersonville. Well, you do know the character was from Indiana. There you go. You, you don't if you remember that or not. This could have happened. <laughs> yeah, it was. This could be the real deal. This guy back of the character was the uh, Sam Beckett was from Indiana. So yeah, I, it was. Yeah, it just it was just it looks like it's a. Uh, uh, looks like they replaced. I don't know who the actor is. Uh, it's an Asian guy, and he's like looks like he's 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 about to be in a rock star at a concert in L.A. And he's he's about to drop the the you know oh boy line, and then it cuts away. But. I guess I don't know. I guess an Aussie was at halftime. Did you watch that? I did not. It, it didn't show I just much. I saw people it. complaining about it. Well, they didn't. I, maybe it's a stream. Just doesn't show. I don't like. I said I don't know if it's a different feed. I was watching the stream at halftime. Well, we've got uh, we have plenty to get to today. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We want to hear from you. There's a game tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is game day. Uh, hit us up on the Thornton's text line with your thoughts. And while you're at it, stop into one of the 56,612 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them because they're great at what they do. Uh, we love our friends over at Thornton's. Hit up the text line. Um, game tonight, obviously, is, is the big focal point. We're going to talk about our feelings there, some stats, some some notable numbers, and, and then eventually we'll get to our predictions. Um, we've got a couple other notes to get to, though. Uh, we have big news in the world of baseball. I want to get Trevor's thoughts on. If he's a purist like me who's upset about it, I'm kind of upset about this. We, we'll talk oh, about I that. don't know about this. We've got, we'll, we'll get there. We've got okay. Lamar Jackson, big-time news there. Contract not getting done. He's going to bet on himself here. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. And then a, a couple of other basketball notes, uh, recruiting nuggets to get to uh, throughout the show. But we start, obviously, with tonight's game. Louisville Central Florida cards on the road. They are, I think, still about a six-point underdog, depending on where you're looking. Five and a half at some books, six at the others. Uh, line opened at three this week, so the line has moved towards Central Florida. And here's how I'm going to start this. I can't remember, and if you're saying, like, was it just based on the one game against Syracuse? The answer is pretty much yes. Like, I have heard some things out of L camp this, this week that does not make me 
overly excited about this. Uh, you know, this you can use this as a scoop you want. The scoop last week, last year, the vibes was pretty much spot on. When you heard that they had a good week of practice, they played pretty well. I think there was one game where the vibes were really good and we still got hammered. I can't remember what it was. Um, Maybe in the UK game, actually. But this <laughs> yeah, week, it might have been too. This week, the vibes were were apparently not not that great, despite what the coaching staff said to the media on Tuesday. Um, and who knows? Maybe that doesn't mean anything. Maybe we'll we'll turn things around tonight. But I am outside of the games against like Clemson in 2019, when Clemson was chasing a national title. And I mean, this may be it. This is about as little hope as I've had going into a U of L game as I can remember. No, I swear. I, I, I like I can see call it whatever you want. Confidence know, low, but little hope. I have like this is the way I'm feeling right now, and this is I, I, your task with this. I need you to help me up. Get it, oh, get out of this, this last... rut on game day. I need the text line to help me out. I just I I don't have much faith in this team going into tonight's game. I don't. <sighs> the way that they played. The way that Central Florida looks, the, their, their quotes this week compared to our quotes this week, I think the the fact that they are a faster version of the Syracuse team that, that beat us into oblivion last week, uh, you know, the way that last year's game ended, the, the guys that they have coming back from last year's squad that have revenge on their mind, I just – maybe it gets turned around. Maybe we just suddenly play at a five times higher level tonight than we did six days ago and, you know, the Central Florida crowd doesn't affect us the way that the Syracuse crowd affected us. Malik comes out and looks great. These receivers who couldn't gain much separation last week all of a sudden turn into dynamic playmakers. The offensive line, you know, bounces back from just a subpar week one effort. The defense is flying around everywhere. I saw nothing at any point on Saturday that leads me to believe that this is going to happen. And I've waited all week. I'm, I'm excited to watch the game. It's Friday night football. I just, I have, I, I'm calling it like it is, most honest radio show in Louisville. I have very little faith in, in our ability tonight to make this an exciting game. I, I, I'll say even that, like not just to win it, but to make it an exciting game. Well, now the difference in having hope and having faith, I like guess, and, and those are two different things, right? Well, I mean, you can, you can, I mean, like, I, like, now you get into a religious argument <laughs> on right channels, uh, wrong building. Um, Stop. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I, I have hope that we can win the game. I mean, like you know, come on, Andy. Hope's a good thing, right? You got to hang on to hope. Don't don't be Andy. Don't be Brooks. You know, don't. don't. Somebody needs to give me a pickaxe. Somebody. Brett the word was here, right above the door over there. I'm feeling Brooks. I'm feeling Brooksy. I'm feeling like I can't find Jake. I'm, I'm not liking this. I don't like it over the here. The manager's yelling at me. I've decided to leave. <laughs> I think my, maybe I should have might go back. Uh, <laughs> that took a dark turn. It really did. <laughs> but you can have you can have you hope. Go just one line too far. <laughs> if you just stopped one line before, it, 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 it would have been okay. I don't wait to be lied to that movie as well, which is sad. Everything's imp- <laughs> it's okay for it to be implied. The you <laughs> lose track. Like I can have hope that we can win. Do I think we're gonna win? No. Am I leaning towards taking a, taking Central Florida minus six? Yeah, but I, I still have hope. I'm still going to watch. I, I, I mean, I, I want to have hope. I'm not. They haven't beaten the complete hope out of me yet. You're doing a great job of really just just, just <laughs> skewing my mood. I mean, what do you? I, mean, I don't. I'm just trying to like you have like like. Be like not watch, like turn on the game with a noose around your neck. That's all I'm trying to do. I mean, well, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna get excited well, to watch. I'm gonna grab my torchies after the game, pick I mean, it up, it maybe, ha- maybe grab a little Culver's. Uh, is, there, is there only is this is that is torchies the only way I can like let you, you agree to like come do the shows in OG Studios? Pretty much. And even then, it's usually not enough. <laughs> it's so much farther away. My clothes smell like this place for like a week straight. Nothing works in here. Okay, okay. The working thing back. What do you mean? That's, 
What are you trying to say about the studio here? It just—it's not a terrible smell. It just—it smells like. And TJ has backed me up on this. It's got an old, old, old person's house smell. I, see, I don't smell it when I'm here, but yeah. when I get home, I'm like, "What is it?" It smells like I just got my oil changed. I always, and I always thought it smelled like going to like grandma's house or something. No, kinda. it smells like you just got your car worked on. <laughs> my clothes always like reek of it, and it's impossible to get on. And you can always tell, like, even if I put in like the dirty laundry like basket or something, like, you have to get it like into another room, or you just it's all you smell. Uh, why? Why do you? Why are you? Why are you? Why are you describing the OG Studios like it's like the car from Seinfeld with the with the bad v, uh, bo? I am simply describing a smell that is here, and it took me like three times like coming over here before I realized like, oh, that's what that is. It's only when I when I come over here that uh, my clothes just reek of this. But it's yeah, it's, that's called Southern Indiana. That's it's a scent. You come so across, you can get it in a bottle. Did we? I don't. I can't remember last year if we did a like pregame show for football over here, like the day of a game or the day before a game. I know we did it for basketball several times, and I know that those games did not go well. Wow, um, I mean, because it was yeah, law of averages. I don't think it, it was a pregame show for basketball. No matter where we did the game from at that point, I mean, we could have been like courtside and it still wouldn't have gone well. I mean, I'm just trying to think of uh, any of the shows that we did last year before a football game. I don't think we did any of them over here. Because if, if they did, recall. then I'm happy. to. If we win tonight, I'm happy to come over here every Friday. That's how much I'm willing to just give for this Louisville football program as the lights continue to go on and off above my head. I just see that now, yeah. I feel like I'm being interrogated or I'm in Stranger Things and someone's trying to communicate from the upside down. Oh, no. We is this had Bizarro it. Scott? We is have, the actual Scott Satterfield we, trapped in an alternate dimension? We, we've been told, we were told many years ago that the ghosts no longer live here. That the parents, I, Look at this. I know. Yeah. It won't, this is where we need the YouTube cameras. I mean, I mean the, the murders here was like 60 years ago, okay? I mean, the, the, those, those, those things don't linger. The only problem here is I don't, if they're trying to communicate through like Morse code or something, like, I don't know it. So I've I never got, could understand Morse code. But either. maybe this is this is the upside down. The the real Scott Satterfield somehow got stuck in there <laughs> when the pandemic hit in 2020. The ACC coach of the year, Scott Satterfield, is now in the upside down, and he's trying to get through to us. And this bizarro Scott Satterfield is letting us down. Maybe maybe Scott's trying to tell it. Look, it's still going. It's just blinking above my head. He's trying to <laughs> see he's that. trying to tell us the, how to coach this the game. The best tonight. part is is that there's a, I, don't, I know there, there's all kinds of like shenanigan like uh, memorabilia around you. But like where the light is, they're right behind your head on a speaker is a Western Kentucky red flag. Yeah, and the light key when it lights up, it's lighting like right on that flag. So I, all I keep seeing is this Western flag pop up and then disappear again. <laughs> it's actually pretty Do we cool. Need to, to take a transfer from Western. It's like I'm trying to I'm trying to, to I'm trying to count the taps. I believe he's saying B R O C K. Brock. He, wa- he wants Brock Doman to start. Brock Doman to start. He's trying to tell us something. <laughs> Maybe it's a Brock night. If Brock lights it up tonight, then we're coming here every game and we're talking to Ghost Scott Satterfield before. I figured we just go Braden Smith as the backup. Hey, hey, that was a hell of a throw. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah. And we we know he, he can he can move. He looked great. Uh, a couple of things about tonight's game that have me as the internet just drags here and I can't get anything open. But a couple of things that that have me a little bit. I'm flying through the internet. I got like nine pages. You, again, going. you have the computer that's like <laughs> logged into the system. I have no the Wi-Fi here does not work. Uh, um, this is such a comparison because the other studio I can't really use the computer because of the way it's set up with the keyboard and everything. And so I love being here. I can actually roll through the computer while I'm, well, you know, in the internet while you're talking. Yeah, you play video games like while we're doing the show, pretty much. But meanwhile, <laughs> I can't get anything to work. I told I told you the things I've been doing for fun during bats games is like doing like nine. Free fantasy drafts at once while trying while doing the bats game. It's competition. Like I'm challenging myself in that way. 
wife alive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I, so I, I can't pull up my show notes here with the stats in front of me. You have show notes? I always have show notes. We just never get to them. But... I always thought you just wrote stuff down as they went along on that little pad up at the other studio. Uh, sometimes I do do that. Um, and sometimes I just doodle. Can you? Yeah, no, I saw up in the doodles. Speaking of doodling, I did have the business the business lunch this afternoon at Jay Alexander's. Did not see Jenna. Aww. I know. I was kind of disappointed. I wanted to be like Jenna. I mean, it's like I'm doing like a Michael Scott when he goes to get Dwight at Staples. <laughs> <laughs> you don't belong here. We're bringing you back to the Big X. She's like, I always worked here. Are you guys gonna pay me? Well, no, but <laughs> but we need you here producing the show. Hey, and high fives. <laughs> uh, no, but I did, did not see Jenna. Unfortunately, Jay Alexander's is really good, by the way. Had a grilled chicken sandwich, delicious. Really, fantastic. I mean, I mean, I Capital just, Grill's up against it. I mean, I'll, two, two two words, one one hyphenated word. What for Door, Alexander? DoorDash. I don't know if they're on DoorDash. Well, no, they're not. They need to be. It's pricey. Which, by the it's way, good. I'm going to be ordering DoorDash somewhere around the mid five o'clock hour today, so okay. I can get it here in time for because I'm doing the bats game right after we get done. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. And it's okay. I don't mind. Um, and so I don't have time. I'm like, I'm not leaving. We go up there at six thirty. Bats are on there at six thirty five. Gotcha. So, like, I'm going to get DoorDash delivered here. Problem. I'm trying to time it to come to the end of the show, but I, I might need your help in terms of picking what I get to eat because the nice thing about coming over here is I get, like, a new like, – it's like a new world of DoorDash. Like, there's new, there's stuff here that I don't get in, in home. So, sometimes that's one of the nice things about doing it here. There you go. I, I like – see, there's the optimism that I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, there's the positive I just stuff. need it directed at actual football. Oh, no, I can't help you there. We suck. Are you ready for good news? <laughs> I got, I, I got good stats and bad stats. Plumley broke his ankle getting off the no, bus. No, <laughs> he did not. Not to my knowledge. Do you want a good stat? I do want a good stat. Louisville has played uh, all-time. They've played a ton of Friday night games. They've played 85 of them. They are 52-32-1 all-time in Friday night games, and they've nice. won 11 of their last 16, including last year's game against UCF, which was yeah. our only Friday night game. That's a good stat. That's a good stat. We've also played against Central Florida, for example. I know we're at least 1-1 one one versus them. We were 2-1 and one against them all time. They beat us in 2013 in the uh, the, the yeah, famous wow. comeback game, yes, which sucked. Obviously. We beat them last year. We also beat them at Cardinal Stadium back in 1985. So suck Oh, it. yeah, Golden suck Knights. it. 1985 team? Yeah. Yeah. Those 80, 85 Golden Knights didn't know what they were in for. No. Neither did last year's Golden Knights, and this year's Golden Knights don't know what they're in for. Now, bad stat. Since 2017, Central Florida is one of the best home football teams in all of the FBS. I've heard this. 31-2. and two. In their last 33 home games now, at, at FBC Mortgage Stadium, they had perfect home records last year. They were 7-0. 2020, they only went 2-2 two two the COVID year. 2019, 6-0. 2018, 8-0. 2017, 7-0. And they're 1-0 so far at home this year. That is a not-so-great stat. Follow-up bad stat. We can parlay this into one. Louisville's lost 10 of its last 12 games outside of Cardinal Stadium. <laughs> we're not great on the road. Wisconsin. That sounds like a good combination. Sounds like that sounds, that sounds like the time I was like, "Hey, what do I want to chase this vodka with? How about Big Red?" <laughs> <laughs> Big Red Trey. What's the worst that could happen with this? Other than when I get sick, people think I'm I'm dying. Uh, there there are two home losses though, were at least against like uh, Power Five conference teams. I assume. Let me fire up the Wi Fi here, and I'll tell you in about sixteen minutes. You said um, you go back to. <laughs> we're we're just in dial up here. That's all. Uh, he said back to seventeen, right? Yes, they, uh, their only two losses were from the same season, which was twenty twenty, the COVID year. Oh, okay. When I they can, weren't I can bring great, that up. Uh, they lost to Tulsa. I see is one of them. Yep, we lost to Tulsa. They lost to uh, Cincinnati, who was top ten at the time. Not terrible losses. Tulsa. Tulsa might, might 
Well, he can't be that good. I mean, that was Crackthorpe, right? I mean, he was there at one point. No, this was this was two seasons ago. <laughs> well, I said he was there at one point. I mean, that was before he went to Louisville. <laughs> it's Philip Montgomery now. <laughs> uh, those were how those were their only two regulars. Or I take it back. They lost three games. They lost to Memphis on the road, 59, 50 to forty nine, and then beat uh, or lost to BYU in a bowl game. I think there was a fight after that. I feel like every BYU bowl game ends in a post game fight. That's what happens when you don't let people get kids get laid. I totally agree. You take away caffeine and sex from them, I mean, you're just bound to have an explosion at the end totally of the year. Totally agree. Uh, so that's a not-so-great stat. UCF, by the way, all-time, they've only played in the stadium for the last, I think, like 15 years or so. They're 74-22 and 22 all-time in that stadium. That ranks in the top 15 nationally when it comes to best win percentage can in we home stomp, stadium. Can we stomp on the golden knight, the, the Knights' head at the center court? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I I'd <laughs> I think it says UCF at center field now anyway though. I think yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a golden knight used anymore. To be, used to be the head of that golden knight head. Uh, UCF by the way, last sixty games overall, forty eight and twelve. They had the undefeated season back in twenty seventeen. Uh, they've been very very good overall. You can talk about their schedule that they've played, but still, by and large, a good football team most seasons. Um, yeah. They are the the youngest program by thirty five years to win a New Year's Six and a BCS bowl game. Um, they, national champions. They did that. Well, they did that when they beat Baylor back in 2014 in the Fiesta Bowl. They've only played in the FBS since 1996. They're also one of just 16 programs that have appeared in a New Year's Six or BCS bowl game since 2013. That uh, they've appeared in three of them, and they're one of just 13 to have won two of those types of games. So again, successful program going down there and beating them. Good for them. They should, we should send them some cookies. No small deal if we make it happen. Uh, I haven't. I didn't bust the stat out last week, but it happened again, so I'll use it this week. We lost a turnover battle to Syracuse last week. We turned the ball over what three times? Yeah, I think three. Well, not only three times, but two. Was it two back-to-back possessions and three out of four possessions? It, I, I think that's correct. Yeah, it wasn't great. No, uh, no they said the least. they did not turn the ball over at all. We lost that turnover battle under Scott Satterfield here in year four. Louisville two and sixteen when losing the turno- turnover battle. On the flip side, when they win the turnover battle, they're fourteen and two. Turnovers. I think one of those losses was last year too. That when we won the turnover battle. Yeah, it was. I think it was like the NC State game. Maybe it was. Yeah. In fact, I think it was. Well, no, because NC State was barely turned the ball over at all last year. That was the big deal about Leary's. He doesn't throw interceptions. They threw like two in the against in the uh, opener last week. Yeah. Um. It, maybe it might have been NC State, but yeah, I know there was one of them last year because that was the stat we were hanging our hat on all year. We had been undefeated yeah. for a while, and then I yeah. think we ended up uh, we ended up dropping a couple of those. Um. The other stat that I, that it kind of caught my eye about this when we when we're held to 21 points or fewer under Scott Satterfield, which happened last week, 0 and nine. Oh, I'm surprised. That's not, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the good thing about that is that tells you that we've only been held under 21 points nine times. When we are when we trail going into the fourth quarter, you know, teams want to own the fourth quarter, right? You hold it to four, you do the whole thing. We'll 0 and 16 when trailing after three quarters. <laughs> Going into the fourth quarter or just at any point in the fourth quarter? When trailing at the end of the third quarter, okay. 0 and 16. <laughs> I mean, these are clutch numbers, man. We are, however, six and zero. When we score forty points under Satterfield, six and zero. So when we score fifty, three and zero. So what that tells you, just on, on paper, is that a that if you don't, you, you if your team is not willing to outscore the other team, you're not going to win because you don't have a defense that can stop anybody. I guess a, I think, astute observation. Oh, we we not that we didn't know that already. We didn't need zero and nine to tell us that. And the other is, if we get knocked down, we unlike Chumbawamba, we don't get back up again. We don't. We pretty much stay down. We're, we're, we, we're, we're, when it comes to going in the fourth quarter, we're glass Joe. What, the, <laughs> what these stats tell me is we have a, a three-bullet-point plan 
towards victory. <laughs> score. <laughs> point one, score a lot of points. Score, well, score more than 21 points. Well, well preferably preferably 40. We're undefeated when we score 40. Okay, so We're 16-4 and four when we score 30. <laughs> so 40 is best. 40 is good. <laughs> so score a lot of points. Two. Score over 40. Okay. Check. Get a lot of turnovers. Get, more, get less turnovers than them. Well, I'm getting there. Because okay. you, you're kind of giving away point three. Well, point, how many point two is get a lot there? of turnovers. Point three is don't turn the ball over. That's it. I said three point plan. A lot of points. Well, no, great no, no, turnovers. No. See, that's where you don't commit up. turnovers. No, it's a three point plan. You, you, but you, you see two and three combined. One is score more. Chubby, than you're th- ruining my plan. No, I'm, 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 I'm improving your plan. No, it, three points is better than two. No, this is no. It's a three point plan because it's like it's it's the it's the legs on the milk stool and it's going to hold us up. This is the tripod I want the defense play. to have their own plan. This is the winning tripod right here. At, tripod one, score more than forty. You nailed that one. All right, you hit it. You're the Undefeated. carpenter. Score uh, point number two. Less turnovers than your opponent. See, now you're just combining. So I, yeah, I know because you're point, simplifying when you don't need point to simplify. Three, point three, because this is obvious. Be ahead going into the fourth quarter. That goes hand in hand with scoring a lot of points to me. Not necessarily. Well, I don't know what our record is because we've lost more than 16 games under Satterfield. So we've lost some games going into the fourth quarter with the lead, too. Yeah, but we've never won. I mean, I'd rather have the chance that there were games we won going into the fourth quarter lead. Too. I'm looking for a fail safe plan. I just know if we go in the fourth quarter and we're, when we're down, we're not apparently not getting back up. We're not. I mean, we're yeah, we're like Apollo in, in, in three. I mean, in Rocky three, we're not we're not rising to the off the canvas. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> well, Greg Mons is out over there going. If he dies, he dies. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> that's, that's where we are. You uh, see, it's it's strange trying to do analysis for a week two game when your opponent played a nobody in week one because. UCF stats in week one against South Carolina State are outrageous, and we can pinpoint like they're like one of three teams to have 600 yards of total offense, and you know all all this stuff, and it's like you know you played South Carolina State. Yeah, like, but here's the thing: they're good. I, I know it, but I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to like all these other notable numbers from week one. I I, I can't really get it. I I agree with that that logic, but the, on the other on the other hand, is our defense really going to be much better than South Carolina State? I, I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, because here's what worries me going into this game. I know it's South Carolina State, but like one thing I like wanted to hang my hat on a little bit was that you know, oh, the quarterback can't throw the ball, right? I mean, he's he's going to be they're going to run the ball if we can make make him a passer. Well, I mean, last week he he looked like Joe Montana out there. He did. I mean, he was like he had four touchdowns, on interceptions. He threw for 300 yards. I think he ran for 100 as well. I mean, which we knew he could do from his short time as as playing him Ole Miss back many moons ago, it feels like. And, and I know he's going to run for probably 100 against us, but I at least had hope that maybe we could maybe contain him in the pocket. Then again, I mean, we had that hope going in against Air Force, too, and you saw how that turned out. Well, we had hope for doing it because we did it last year against the same guy with, with a similar offense, and we just didn't do it this year. When did when did the quarter – though that was like the very last play of the game, wasn't it, when, when Gabriel got hurt? Dylan Gabriel was the very last when they were trying yeah, to like, lateral the, the bunch. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. They, it wasn't even that play. Oh, it was, it was a the hail mary. After they got the ball back after our touchdown, they did a play where they, they lateraled a ton, uh, and he he was like the ninth man who lateraled it, and actually forward lateraled it. It would have been a penalty anyway, so he got hurt for making a play that wouldn't have even counted, and I, you feel terrible. Like that's that when he got sucks, hurt. Yeah, like, the, the very last second of the game. But I mean that. I mean that, I know I can't remember how what we did against the Northwestern transfer last year, but I know he's good. I mean that's. What's the over-under on the game tonight? I don't know. I looked that one up. I'm wondering. Give me 10 minutes. 
<laughs> Fire up the dial-up. From, I think we got an extra 30 minutes of the show today. It wasn't because the pregame was on the internet. <laughs> John Reese Plumley, by the way, looked good last week throwing the ball. Because, I mean, if you are trying to make it – Clearly, he's he's a better runner than Garrett Schrader. Like Scott Satterfield oh, said yeah. that this week, it's not even close. He's a he's an electric athlete, um, so much so that when he lost the starting quarterback job at Ole Miss, they moved him to wide receiver because they're like, we have to get this guy on the field. Uh, he's back at, at UCF. He's playing quarterback, and he looked good throwing it last week. Three hundred eight total yards, twenty of thirty one through the air, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That's that's not bad. He's uh. Well, he only lost his job mainly because he also switched their offenses when they did, and also there. Matt Corral was pretty damn good. So, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. lost to a, a, a he also, yeah he, he he's. And then he, because he's, yeah, especially also, like you said, or I said, he fit the, the new scheme a lot better as well. For sure. All right. We're going we're gonna to take a break now. I didn't realize we talked so long. I guess it took long to get fired up there. Uh, we will well, take I'm your thoughts. Too Come fired on. up. Yeah. Uh, 502 414 We'll take your thoughts on the Thornton Stacks line coming up after the break. Are you more confident than I am? Give me a reason why. Make me feel good. Make, make me feel good. <laughs> say something that's going to make me feel good. Uh, Come on, Seymour. Come on. Make me feel good, Seymour. Text line. Make me feel something uh we'll get to your text coming up after the break and if you just want to you know air your grievances that's fine too we'll get to the text line coming up here in segment number two it's the mike rutherford show you're on game day live from jeffersonville indiana on 1450 and 961 the big x Friday night game days. Uh, we'll be doing the same thing again next week, I'm sure, where we're, we're on from 3 to 6.30, getting you ready for kickoff. Uh, cards taking on Florida State next week. The crowd for the first home game, it, it's I think it's going to have a lot to do. It's going to be based a lot on what we see from this team tonight. If oh, you, well, heavily on based on this what the team's team does tonight. You, you beat UCF, then... You know, it, it may not be quite as raucous, quite as large a crowd as it would have been if you'd gone 2-0 to start the season, but it's going to be, I think, still a solid atmosphere. Nice red-out crowd uh, honoring Michael Bush's jersey. Like, it, it'll be good. I mean, football's back. Florida State's in town. They're still a brand. doesn't matter how good or how bad they are. It's still Florida State, for God's sake. Um, but if you lose tonight, I think you'll have a lot of people that just punt and say, you know, well, I'm not going to put up with this, especially if you lose handily, which is, the I think, the, the concern at this moment. I mean, you, you lose handily, you're looking at – uh, close-ups only on the TV screen on the TV shot from from ESPN because you're, you're, the upper level is going to be empty, and we're not we're seeing all we're seeing full Adidas just just in all its glory on in the upper level. Three sharp cam. All, all all stripes and all letters being shown. Everything's being shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we, if we get blown out, we lose a close game. Oh, I don't know if the crowd's really much different to be honest with you. I mean, I think we'll get you. It'll be bad. It'll be bad. The the big thing is if we get a win, we'll get a little bit upper level. We get a, a decisive win in this game somehow. People are excited. I've seen crazier things happen. People people I'm not talk a virgin. themselves into it for sure. So yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> miracles do happen, and if that does the case, then I think we get a decent. I, I think then, I mean, we're not covering any stripes no matter what scenario. But no, we, we'll get maybe 
a quarter stripe? Maybe. It could be a quarter stripe. I game. think we could get maybe a quarter of the stripe done out. That's possible. It's a possibility. We'd have to blow them out, though, because, and if anything, and I've said this before, and I'm half-joking, but I'm really not. If, you, if you're not going to go to the game, if anything, just show up at halftime, honor Bush, and then, and then you can leave. If you don't want to, if you don't want, if you're that mad about the team, that's fine. But Bush deserves a full house at halftime. We love and not just Bush. the band. It's a very pro Michael Bush show. Oh yes, we enjoy him. You know, representative male baby, great player. Uh, speaking of, we got. Uh, I'm putting the poll. I'm trying to find out the high school games of the week. Um, oh, I forgot to do it this morning. I got to. I got to put. I'm going to vote for Wagner right now. Well, Seneca. I haven't put it up yet because the internet is dragging. But I, I, Wagner will be on the poll. Internet's dragging. You've had all day to do this. You could have done it last night. Well, I forgot about it. I was, I'm, yeah. you do, what, 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 did, what did you do? We discussed my Thursday night. What was the Thursday night in the Rutherford household last night? I worked like last night. I had a, I had a bunch of stuff to do. I, I ended up, Mary had to take care of the kids, and I I worked pretty much the entire night. Did you and, uh, did, did you, did you and Virginia have a nice little sing-along? She, yeah, I, I, did, I, I did mean to mention this. Trevor got a gift for Virginia for her birthday. And I hate him so much. <laughs> I opened it up. It was a microphone sing-along Peppa Pig, which she was all about the book. And she and her she cousin was Audrey with the book. Wasn't she? she and her cousin Audrey have been have been doing the, have been singing with the microphone all day today. It, <laughs> it plays a bunch of songs. Some of them are Peppa songs. Some of them are standard nursery rhymes. And she was very into it. She's a she's a natural born you know showman. She, exactly. That's what I figured. She's it, yeah. It was. I hate you so much. I was like, of all the things you could have gotten. <laughs> yeah, no. A booming microphone that plays music constantly. It's yeah. You knew how it was going to go. You're welcome. You win. I've never wanted the Lions to win a football game more than I want them to win Sunday against the Eagles. Uh, it was. You know what? It, you said the video of her saying thank you to me was well worth it. Your, no. your 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 misery made it was was all pushed aside on that one. She was very excited between that and seeing little John in the background with his belly hanging out. <laughs> shirt, was just, I was like, that's my boy. Just taking it on the floor. <laughs> shirt just pulled up above the belly. It's like that's my boy. John's been on one today. He's, he's just—he's been just yelling a lot. He's had a well, rough day. He, he senses that Louisville sucks. He has been very hungry all day today too. That, a lot like you. Just—he's uh, he's, been—he's been ready to eat. <laughs> he starts waking up at two o'clock. He starts starts getting worried. He, he sleeps through the night. That's a good thing. That he, is a good thing actually. He yeah. rocked the twelve hours last night, which was which was nice. How's Virginia's sleeping been going? I haven't you haven't you haven't given me an update on that lately. He's... She's demanded to sleep with mommy the last couple of nights because uh, she says my beard is too red. That was her explanation when I asked. I don't know why, uh, but she she's got. Does that does that both make you happy and sad at the same time a little bit yeah because I, well the first time we did it on purpose because I've, I've she's been sleeping like so terribly and like keeping me awake and so i went upstairs and like we're trying we're trying to like get back to like hey mommy and daddy both need to sleep upstairs and she's like pushing back so we're you know, we're, we're doing what we can but um she's, she's but still not great the, but the night better. terrors things have come down a little it's bit it's not even night terrors she just talks in her sleep all the time oh, like, like nice. sometimes it's happy sometimes it's like it's usually like really basic stuff. Like she'll be like, "No, Audrey, don't take my toy," and like she just like says it in the middle of the night. Or she'll be like, she wake woke up the other day and she's like, "I was I clo- my eyes were closed, and I was swimming in the wave pool at Audrey's pool at her like complex." She was like dreaming about going swimming with her cousin. So she just you know, it is what it is. She's just a she's a light sleeper like that. Yeah. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. It is kind of a it's a. Kind of a lame slate of high school games. I'm trying to pick the biggest games. <laughs> Come on, people, let's overtake it. Wagner Syndicate, vote for me. It could happen. You you only have two hours. There to make really that isn't a lot yet yeah, because uh, Mail is Mail playing. This? I think they're on a bye too, aren't they? Mail is not playing. I know St. X is on by. St. X is on by. Trinity's on the road playing another team from Cincinnati. They play LaSalle tonight. So like the, the those big three. No, Cincinnati. Um, so those big three are are not playing. Um, 
Yeah, it's just kind of a. It's a, we have North. We have the battle of the Oldhams, uh, two of the Oldhams, North Oldham versus South Oldham. That yeah. may be, I guess, the, the big game. But uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, we'll get that. I, I told you last night, by the way, we were walking. The, we walked the dog and the kids, and we walked by Wagner. I always oh, love yeah. when they got games going on. They were playing Trinity and soccer, and you said running clock. No, 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 no. A simple three nothing win for the Shamrocks. Good result for the Wildcats last night. What they put in like. The Z team? Maybe. Does Wagner have somebody that I don't know about? Could be. I mean, Wagner, when we walked Three past nothing, there. I mean, was this like right before the start of the game? No, it was the whole game. When we've walked past it the last few days, both the boys and the girls' teams, they've been like, the girls were, we walked past there a couple days ago. They were beating Prez. It was, you know, they, they're stepping it wow. up. Wow. Wagner's, between that and being about to be voted game of the week. Polls up, by the way, at Card Chronicle on Twitter if you want to, to, you know, help Trevor out. Make Wagner at Seneca the game of the week. Uh, we will do our standard pick segment. We'll do that between 6 and 6.30. We'll pick the UofL game, of course, at the end. Uh, the other local games of note, including UK versus Florida. And then the biggest uh, college games of this weekend. We'll make that happen. Last week, by the way, I went 8-2. and two. Trevor went 6-4. and four. So Hey, I have a winning record. We're off and running. The only one that I got you with was – I got you with Sanix Mail. You and Keith both went with Mail. What did Keith do, by the way, on his record? Keith went – he's, he's pretty similar to me, I think. He went 7-3. and three. I came in third. You got you came in third. Is Keith joining us for the picks again today, or do we just no? He's I haven't. Keith usually works. He was able to do the show last week because he was off. Work. Oh, because of vacation. Yeah. And then I got you day. both with uh, with Florida upsetting Utah. Yeah, Tim Utes. But we all missed the Illinois Indiana game. <laughs> well, who'd have thought Indiana would show some spunk? I mean, did you watch that Illinois Indiana game by the way last week? I didn't. I, I just I followed a little bit I of mean, it. It's, it looked like hell. I know there's I know there's like the joke. It's like they're they're, they're trying. The both teams look like they're trying not to win, but that's I mean that 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 is that that stereotype and cliche was in a nutshell for that game. Like it was like watching two teams just like daring the other one not to to try to win the game. It felt like it. And Indiana finally eventually scored. Flat. It was it was exciting, but it was like watching two fat kids run uphill. I mean, it was just not. It was almost like it was exciting and down the wire, but yet you still felt bad for both. Now, I put the poll up and people are mad. They're like, you guys are broadcasting from Jeff, but you're not including any Southern Indiana games. Well, sorry. I mean, I don't. We don't we're not. Just because we're from broadcast here, we're not from here. I've I mean, only got the Kentucky schedule in front of me. I don't have that. And you know I'm a Silver Creek guy, right? You are, yeah. I'm I wonder still... where Scoots is broadcasting. I don't know what his game is tonight. Who knows? He's going to be over on, uh, I think, 94.7, I believe. Yeah. Uh, 502-414-1450 The Thornton Sex Line Texas says it's official The Mike Rutherford Show is pro-Bush it, It's a pro-Bush show Oh yeah, we've always been pro-Bush Whether it be machine, whether it be the band or the player Yeah uh, Texas, everything else Texas says uh, Do Dirt and Thomas Jefferson play tonight? <laughs> Thomas Jefferson Middle School? Sure <laughs> No DJM? I don't, I don't think they do um, <laughs> Do middle schools play football in Kentucky again? What do you mean? Like, when I was in middle school, you didn't have middle school football. Like, do middle schools have football teams now again? I have no idea, because I played in the Catholic School League. So you did, so yes. Yeah, so yeah. We have, all the schools had teams, which I just found out, like, the last few years, like, only two Catholic schools have enough kids playing football anymore to, like, have their own teams. It's all, like, they're all combined teams. It's, like, four schools combining to, to make one team. Really? Which blows my mind, because when I was, you know, when I was a kid, every school pretty much, there were, like, a couple schools that combined but for the most part, like every single school has a football team. Parents not wanting their kids playing football anymore. Yeah, like the numbers are down. Like Sanex football. So when I played freshman football for like Trinity, like both Trinity and Sanex, I think had over a hundred kids. Like you had on the freshman team. Like you had, you had like multiple people wearing the same number. And what I heard at least a couple of years ago was Sanex's freshman football team had like thirty-five kids a few years ago. The numbers are just down. Like just people aren't playing football as much anymore. 
I wish they'd had. I kind of wish they'd had football at Westport when I was there because they'd got. I mean, they yeah. They, I don't. I, I'm like I said. I don't. I want to. I feel like I've I've been told that they do do middle school football now, but they'd gotten rid of it and it wasn't being done when I was in middle school. I know there's like because my friends who were went to public schools, they all played in like like some of them played Linden, some of them played like the Muhammad Ali Yellow Jackets were were a team. Yeah, yeah. And like there was it was all those leagues. And I think there are some like kind of travel teams, like some optimist leagues. There I, are. I don't think there's like a. Westport Middle Team or like a you know Mazik team no Camer or which that was I wish they they should do middle school football right Texas says uh, middle school does have a league it started in the early 2010s okay I I could I thought I did remember see I wish they they should a they should have a team I think I I like that because one when I was at Westport all you had was a basketball team like you had I mean we didn't have a baseball team you didn't have a football you had basketball you had boys basketball you had girls basketball that's it. I can't. And for some reason, I feel like the girls' team didn't have a didn't have a team one year because we just had enough girls to sign up. Yeah. Texas says, considering how many audio issues there that have occurred there over the past few years of your radio show, as well as the CC Pod, I'm surprised you're not desensitized to the recurring technical difficulties yet. I am. I pretty much am. The, the Wi-Fi not working though just just kind of annoys me because <laughs> I need to, I've got show notes. I got to get the text line going here. Um, yeah, it's. And like the, I can at least hear myself. Oh, I hear you. I hear a little echo too, a little bit sometimes in my ear in the background. Oh, I, I when we're over here, I always hear ourselves like five seconds later in my yeah. ears, which is I hear that mayor also too. not great. But it um, don't. I, I guess I'm just. I don't know if I'm used to it. it. Just doesn't bother me. I mean, Texas, the Monsters Ball is fitting because the it, since the performance last week made me feel like Syracuse was Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Does that make us Halle Berry? <laughs> I guess. Oh, the movie cracked me up. Because I remember, remember, you remember the big deal was that she made like swordfish, like the people that made swordfish pay her like a million bucks just to do like the one brief topple yeah. scene. Oh yeah. And then six months later, she does monster. It's like whoa. <laughs> Nil done right. Um, That's right. Texas says at least uh, San Francisco Journey have large student bases. The sales football program is struggling hard right now. Are they? It sucks. I saw we, Nick Roush. Get on top of it, man. Come on, yeah, Nick. What's, Start being what's a booster. Deal, dude? Start on, being a celebrity man. booster. I, I did. I've seen some of their scores, and like it's because the sales has always been good, and then in recent years they were like really good. Like they, I think they won a state title at least a couple of years ago. Didn't I they? know they knocked off Saint X like two or three years ago. They've beaten Saint X a couple we, of times. We did a show from the from the from the gym there that day. But I, I I've noticed like there's just like I always peruse the high school scores like when the on Friday nights or Saturday mornings you peruse the high schools peruse the high schools <laughs> just, just creep out the kids you know, let them know <laughs> let them know that I'm here um, no hanging out in my panelist van <laughs> I always check out the scores just like to, you know keep up appearances make sure I'm on top of, of what's going on in the local high school scene um, <laughs> knowing what's hip knowing what's, what's cool. hip knowing what's hip hey <laughs> you guys beat Nelson County last week uh, but I've noticed like when I see the sales scores like they've not been good this year. That's not good. I don't know if that's the reason or, or what's going on. Texas says, go to any male game, and all the uh, Jefferson County middle school kids are running around in their jerseys. Well, that's good. I that's like that. That's good, yeah. yeah. I wonder uh, if Westport's in. Let people let me know. Is Westport Middle School any good? I, I don't know. know. I'm curious. Texas says, my son goes to Wilder. I went to Wilder. Go Wilder Wildcats. Always do their best. Good preschool. They had uh, open house last night, and Camera had representation there, and they have JV and varsity football teams as well as flag. Really? Love it. I mean, having just a football team kind of—I mean—is awesome. But you're off for JV and varsity and a flag option. I'm telling you. Well, by the way, you don't need to. You're middle school. You don't need. To, if you're doing flag, flag should be like for elementary school. Level. Did you ever play flag? I did one year flag. I didn't like it. I'm way too big and slow to do flag football. You should because you had to like do the block, like grab your shirt and block. Yep, I was offensive. I mean, I was always offensive and defensive line. Any well, I didn't do much defensive line, but mostly offensive line. I played. Um, 
third and fourth grade. Because that, that was the way – Catholic schools, it worked like that. You played flag in third and fourth grade. Yeah, I get that. tackle fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth. That, so that's, that's the way it works. Sounds yeah. right. That sounds good. Uh, DeSales, by the way, one and three so far this year. Their only win uh, was over Wagner to start the season. When did they play Wagner? It says 21 nothing on their schedule. What, what, oh, wait a second. What the hell, man? We've been doing these We've been talking about the games every week. When the hell did they play Wagner? I don't know. I thought Wagner's first loss was to East Ridge. I think so, the too. The made-up school in, in, yeah. in Tennessee or Kentucky or yeah, somewhere. I think that schedule's wrong. In Hogwarts. I think that schedule's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Texas says there are only eight teams in the CSAA. Is that right? All our combined teams of many grade schools, the CSAA 7th and 8th grade teams, now play on a 100-yard high school field. I didn't know that either because we played on a – like I think it was 70 yards. Oh, really? I didn't even know it would be a shorter field. I didn't think yeah, about that. Yeah, because when you played in the Toy Bowl, it was always at always at Trinity when I was playing, and they would have to – you'd have to like have like cones to for the end zones because it wasn't a – you weren't playing on a full-length field. But, I, I mean, eight teams is nuts. Like we used to – there were th- when I played, there were three divisions – God, when I played – and like you had like twelve teams. Oh man! Yeah, I know you had like twelve teams in each class, like like class class A, class double uh, A, class triple A, and there were like twelve teams in each class, like made up of pretty much all single schools, with a couple of exceptions. Well, and many, now you have only eight teams. Period. That's I mean, nuts. How many Catholic middle schools are there roughly in uh, a city? lot? I mean, I, I assume I, I'm sure I couldn't name half of them. I don't even think I can name three of them probably. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's just because it's not my scene. It's not my bag. Uh, Texas says Thomas Jefferson was a high school until 1981, and Mail is on campus at the former Durrett High, which uh, closed about the same time. Yeah, Tom, t- uh, yeah, uh, TM, t- Thomas Jefferson and Westport were the two, two of the schools that moved from uh, high school to middle school. Westport was an 80, and as he mentioned, I guess 81. I thought they were both an 80, but my dad I know, I know Westport moved in 1980 because my dad went to, to Old Mail back in the day, and we actually went. My one of my nephews was in a play that was at the old Old Mail High School gym. My dad was taking us around, showing us like where the seniors sat, like how it worked, the trophy mm. case, and all this stuff. I want to—is that the? I think the old mail is where I went and took my GD test. Okay, the one—it's like downtown somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, they use. I mean, it's, now I mean this is also twenty-four years ago, but I mean, but at the time I think that's where they were—they did the testing was there. Nice. I, I think that's what it was. Old mail. It was an old. It was an old school. My, by the way, my aunt was uh, the la- part of the last graduating high school class at Westport. There you go. Man, Judy. Uh, Texas, I, didn't, I, I, I did know this at one point. I'd forgotten this, but DeSales lost their coach to Bellarmine Sprint Football. Like, that was a big story when it happened because he'd been really successful, and then he went. Bellarmine, I think, opens their season, I think, in just a couple of weeks. Their first football game um, is going to happen. But, yeah, when he left there, it was kind of a big deal because I'd always heard that John L. was going to take that job at Bellarmine. Like, he wanted it, and they ended up getting the DeSales coach. awesome. Uh, same texture also says, by the way, tonight is the last nail in the Satterfield coffin. They're going to lose big. <laughs> Even if they lose big, I don't think it's the it's last nail. It's not a nail. No, no, it's not a nail. No, we... But it makes it very hard, I, I mean, think, to get excited about the rest of the season. I will say this, though. I mean, I, I don't want to say it's, like, poetically fitting, but it would be awfully weird that if Louisville does get crushed tonight, and it's a possibility, very clearly it's a possibility. If Syracuse can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's let's just say us Louisville getting crushed tonight is more of a possibility than probably Louisville winning the game in any manner or fashion. But for bleeps and giggles in this scenario, let's say that happens. Florida State's by the way been on a bye. They're, they've been they're, they've been just stewing since the uh, not stewing, but I guess rel- living life since the LSU win. They come in, they blow, they they we maybe we 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 come in, show some fire against them, and then they come back and beat us in the end. I mean. That's exactly how 2018 went downhill. 
the 18 season. Remember, it was Florida yeah. State to put the nail in our coffin. It was. That was the same week. That that game. I'm watching it at my cousin's wedding. You know, thank God for an open bar. We at least went won a couple games before that one though. We beat Western and we beat I think like. Uh, Indiana yeah, it's because we played Western and we played like Indiana State or Indiana something. Indiana State and then Monsoon. And Western yeah. still almost beat us. It was a Western team that won one game and they almost beat us. Yeah, I know. I remember that. That game was annoying. I was I was away from home and I couldn't watch it on the stream. But um, yeah, but the Florida State and then they come back and they put on that little like tiny backpack. And that was the game. That was it. I mean, that was, we were, that was the game that ended the global season. I know it's premature to think about it because that was what, week four or five compared to this week three. But. Mm-hmm. When you start at 0 and 3 and you get beat handily in all three games, and Florida State beating us handily is very possible as well. Ooh. Florida State, by the way, they also did the thing. I know we have to go to break here. They did the thing where they they were promoting the uniforms they're going to wear for the Louisville game in, in a couple weeks today. And in their promo video, they used two players, Jordan Travis and Jared Jackson, both transfers from Louisville. So not exactly subtle what they're going with there, but they're going they're they're going for the juggler. We've we've Kind of had their number in recent years. We beat them on their home field last year. They're looking to return a favor. They will show no mercy if we're not ready to play uh, a week from now. But that's uh, a week from now. we got a game tonight. We're going to focus more on that coming up in hour number two. Mike Rutherford Show will roll on here from Jeffersonville in just a second before we take a break. Reminding you about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. If you've got money and you want it to be invested properly, First Bankers Trust is the only place to go because they are going to start with trust every time they take on a new client. Uh, they got you covered not just with investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. If you're wondering what that so much more is, breeze on over to firstbankerstrust.com. All the details are there. Financial success, it starts with trust, First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two is on the way. More uh, super optimistic takes from both us and the text line coming up uh, in the second hour. We'll also dive into a couple of these other topics. Lamar Jackson's in the news. We've got some big baseball uh, stuff in the news and, and a couple of other things that I want to get pick Trevor's brain about. It's coming up next here on 14. music scenes. Okay, we need it. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to put a montage, 80s montage on Central Florida Golden Nights tonight. Even and you know what happens in a montage, a montage, right? A sports movie <laughs> montage. That's what we're doing tonight, baby. Now, granted, San Amos Fire is not a sports movie. Uh, the first two were. The first song was uh, from Teen Wolf. The last one was from Vision Quest. But, you know, this song still gets me pumped. Come on, man. Nothing gets John Parr. Come on, I'm telling you. We're going to let the Eagles fly. It's a good song. I just, you know. Get higher and higher. Did you see the picture last night? We'll get back to the text line and we'll get back to the game talk in a second. Did you see the picture last night of all the Backstreet Boys throwing L's down together? And what was with that, man? Did they, now, did they know they were doing a Louisville thing or were they just thinking they were going like, uh, 
They were going to do like when new kids tried to change their name and they were like, we're no longer new kids on the block. We're now, we're cool now. We're N-K-O-B-T-B. And Huh? So close. I know. <laughs> and Backstreet Boys were like, "We're cool now, so we're gonna be, we're gonna look gangster and throw some, throw some guns down." Well, now two of the Backstreet Boys, I believe, are like genuine UK fans because they're from Lexington. Are they really? Yeah. The other two is it is that isn't one of them from Cincinnati and one of them the Carter kid or in, in Carter? I'm thinking of Aaron Carter. Yeah. Who is not from Cincinnati nor in. But his brother's in the Backstreet Boys, Nick, right? Nick Carter's the Backstreet Boy. Yeah, he's from Cincinnati. He's a big Reds fan. That you're thinking of Nick Lachey, who was in 98 Degrees. That is a possibility. Yes. <laughs> he's a huge UC Bearcats fan. I don't as well. know. I don't know what's worse. The fact I got that wrong or you got it right. I trust me. <laughs> I I'm all all things Lachey. I got you covered. The only reason I know this is because the girl I dated worked for the Reds and she sent me this picture one time. I was at she was at the game. She's like, look who's here. She's so excited because she was like, it's so and so from the boy band. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> My favorite, because Nick Lachey, he's, a, he's all things Cincinnati. Like, he's a huge okay. Reds fan. He's a huge Bengals fan. But he's like a huge UC Bearcats fan. Like, oh, he, oh. His old mansion, he's got like a UC Bearcats court and stuff. And my favorite thing, my, one of my favorite stories of all time was when, when UC played Louisville in the 2012 Big East. Like, Lachey was in New York for all the Cincinnati Big East tournament games. And Louisville beat UC, UC in that championship game. And he was like, I love the way they play. I'd like to go to the locker room and meet them. As if he's like some Roman emperor <laughs> greeting a gladiator who just killed like 17 people. He went down there. I'm sure nobody knew who Nick Lachey was. He's like, he's like, I need to meet these guys. Grace them with my presence. And they were like, uh, okay. You can go down there and say good game, guys. But they may not know who you are. He, he's 98 Degrees, right? Yes. They had the song Invisible Man. Did they? I don't remember that. That's the only song I know by 98 Degrees. Like, he also famously you was married to... like I'm the invisible man. He was married to Jessica Simpson. They had a very popular um, oh, yeah, the, reality the, show, Newlyweds, on the, MTV for a short period. The Tuna period. of the Sea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was her, her quote. She didn't know. Yeah, she thought Tuna was was no. chicken. Yeah. Chicken yeah. of the Sea. Chicken of the Sea. That's what, yeah. Never watched it. I just know it. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'm Jessica Simpson the as Tuna well. Tuna of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> You're always so close. Right? I was right there, right? Um, but, yeah, just that's the only thing I can remember. Now, it's funny you mentioned the UC thing because, as you know, and we'll get into I, I want to know more of the history of why the Backstreet Boys are throwing L's down on us. But, as you know, I'm a... a Someone who has tried almost every flavor of Grater's ice cream. You have. Um, unfortunately, they have not brought back the coconut flavor. There's one flavor, though, I guess because they're based from Ohio. They offer a Bearcat type of ice cream. Mm, only one I have not ordered. I, I kid you not, I've literally ordered every ice cream at least once on their menu Won't to try. It. I will not try that one. I'll get the Buckeye one. The does Buckeye it, one's good. Does the, the the Bearcat one at least sound good? Would you try it if it wasn't? That's a UC the thing. It thing? does. Yes. Oh man, it's like chocolate. With, you, honestly, it's like chocolate with peanut butter and other some other stuff in it. And it's I'm, like I'm a sucker for chocolate and peanut butter together. I mean, but I can get that kind of with the Buckeye ice cream because it's it's you know chocolate based with, with with peanut butter and Buckeye like pieces of Buckeye yeah. candy in it or whatever they what those are. But uh, yeah, it's it does look actually very good, and that, that's the problem with it. But it's got the Bearcat logo on it. It's like that little mascot. Can't do it. I can't. I, no, I can't do it. I don't blame you. Like, I, I wonder if they would put it in a different wrapping. But so this picture last night that goes out there, the woman I knew that she had seemed familiar. She's. It's a UK fan. This woman. She went to the. Con- they did a concert in Nashville last night. Okay. And they had this thing where you can pay. Like, I mean, I don't know why anybody would do this, but you can. You can pay five hundred dollars to meet the Backstreet Boys, you talk with them for a few seconds, and then take a picture. 
And <laughs> this woman, like her name is, you can look it up for yourself. I won't <laughs> say it online. But I, I was like, I, I, like, I know I've seen this name. I know I've seen this picture before. She went viral a few years ago for a very racist tweet during a UK game where she compared a Mississippi State player to an ape. Uh, and posted pictures of them side by side, had to delete her count and start from scratch. So once again, not the best source to be delivering this if you're a UK fan trying to t- ch- thump your chest over. Well, she's the one that got hit so bad on social media they had to like they had to like ban her from the st- from the games. Was that because there was one? Was Maybe that, I was she thinking it was a, her count. I thought it was a Tennessee that. game where that happened. She had to, it was a Mississippi State because people found the tweet very quickly, um, but it was a it was a Mississippi State player. That she made that that comparison to and like posted a picture of it, it was I mean oh awful, okay awful no, no no I'm thinking of a woman get caught on video at like Rep Arena or something. I know who you're talking about saying the the N word yeah and I, think I that, remember that, that she did I, get I thought for that life. was Tennessee game or something but yeah wrong racist female UK fan as well. <laughs> you said I'm always so close right yeah. <laughs> you've got some to choose from but my uh, bad <laughs> but she had she posted I was like I feel like I know this I remember this name and then like, people started posting the tweet I'm like oh yeah you had to delete your whole account a few years ago uh, so anyways way to get back to good graces of BBN. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're an NSYNC show anyway. $500 to, to I mean, 500 bucks. Like, is there any celebrity you'd pay $500 to have that atmosphere with? No. Like nobody? Like No. Like even an a- athlete, a, a musician, no. a movie star, nobody? No. I'm not like paying $500. actress? I mean. No. No. They're just people. I mean, I, I there are people that I admire that I like to hang out with that I think are very cool, but I'm not paying $500 to hang out with them. Plus, I mean, you're not talking about like hanging out for like the night with them. Either. Exactly, it's it's a paid thing where like you know they don't want to be there. No, no, no. You're basically you're basically paying five hundred dollars to like get a picture with these people, and I'm not doing that for anything. Because you're only going to hang out with them for what, like thirty seconds, maybe. If that. I mean, if I'm paying five hundred dollars to hang out with somebody for thirty seconds, I'm getting a hooker. Okay. <laughs> Once again, just always one line, one line, two points. <laughs> it was too easy though. But I did like uh, my guy Corey, who does the video. He's the video department guy at uh, for U of L. Was like next next basketball video we put out, straight in sync soundtrack. I was like, I <laughs> I like it. Give me a little O Town, sprinkle a little ninety eight degrees in there. I wanna I I wonder if other like for the right like if I wanted to be really vindictive, like I wonder if Ashley Judd has this plan. Can we like get her and like pay her? I would pay. I'm gonna Is there a little fan out there willing to drop five hundred to get a picture of Ashley Judd giving the L's up? No, but, but like most UK fans, they're over Ashley Judd anyway. She's a Democrat. Oh, okay. She's had to run for office as a Democrat. Okay. I forget there's that line you got to. But I thought, I thought, I thought your fa- I thought being a UK fan, over, for lack of better maybe term in this situation, trumped your political. Uh, it does your, your stance. It, I think it does, but not to a point where like if you do something that's going to piss them off, like like take a picture with U of L fans, that they won't immediately turn on you, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, I want them to. I want yeah. We need somebody that's like they haven't turned on for, for that like they love all. Like I don't know who there is because like. Matt no Jones, one really cares we'll mention his name, Matt Jones. I think he does a lot of the reason, you know, people are like, why does he always do the L stuff? Why is he so hard in L? Why does he go, one, it's always going to generate attention and clicks. Two, Amen. I think it's also part of the, the way that he's able to bridge that gap between his politics and his fan base. Like, <laughs> he may, the, the, yeah. all these people listening may hate his politics, but he goes hard against L. And for a lot of people, that's going to slightly outweigh. But then when he does something that slightly pisses them off, they're like, I don't know why I listen to this liberal crap and stuff. Like, like that's you I mean, I don't mind. You have to kind of walk that line. I don't mind. I don't mind the jabs and the and the and robbery. I mean, that's that's what makes robberies fun. I mean, I, I'm I'm all good with that. I mean, if you want to get the Backstreet Boys to to throw else down, then I mean, I think we should you know get you know Menudo to give us L's up or something. 
<laughs> in your in your eyes, that's the way to like flip no, the script. But I was thinking, I mean, five hundred dollars probably is cheaper in pesos. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think Menudo's not tra- charging five hundred pesos either. Can we get Ricky Martin? It's the only member of Menudo I remember. Can we get Milli Vanilli up here. Well, I don't know. I think one's dead. One is, de- one is definitely dead. I mean, we just get some wigs on them. It all matters. Drew Hill. <laughs> the whole band. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. Now you're thinking with, yeah, now we're going. Here we go. We can make that happen. I mean, what, what, who, now who's the one popular now? The One Direction. Well, One Direction doesn't exist anymore. Well, neither just half the people we're naming. We would need to get uh, the, the Korean pop group, the uh, BTK. Ooh, oh, well, I, what about Blackpink? I, I know that you know that one. I don't. I'm not as familiar. It's the only one I know. By the way, BT. I mean, I meant B2K. BTK was the serial killer. Um, yes. <laughs> before anybody corrects me, I don't want. I don't want BTK on the U of L side. Well, I want. Now, to, I now, want B2K. now, now. Let's not be so hesitant. Come on. <laughs> B2K is who we're going after. But anyways, Backstreet Boys can suck it. You're dead to me. Millennium sucked anyway. I want it that way. It's not a good song. I mean, you're just a, you're you're just a, a, a poor man's uh, new kids, right? Tell me why. Um, who's the who's the other who's who's the one Justin Timberlake was in? In sync. In sync. That's what we, yeah. That's what we've been talking about. In sync's better. Yeah. They're more edgy anyway, and we're more edgy <laughs> program than UK. <laughs> we are more edgy. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Thornton's text line. Texture says. Um, Oh yeah, it wasn't B- B2K was a group, but I'm thinking of BTS is the Korean pop group. I was wrong twice. <laughs> you just you just gotten on the Blackpink uh, by, the Blackpink tra- train with me. BTS is the one that has like they have like a billion followers. Like anytime they do anything in America, they have you know like I didn't know who these people were three years ago, but they have like anytime they show up anywhere, you've got like five hundred thousand people lined up to see them. It's insane. It's 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 unreal. Uh, but yeah, oh. not B2K will take them too, but BTS that's who we prefer. What about the Gangnam Style guy? I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's moving the needle much these days. I'm running out of K-pop. Okay. Texas, the Jonas Brothers would kick. Uh, would kick those weak Backstreet kittens' asses. Jonas Brothers. Who? Te- is, who? Is, if One Direction's gone, who is the new boy bands now? Because there's always BTS a boy is the big one. Because every generation has to have its own boy band, right? Now, now, yeah, even. I mean, you look at the '80s. You have you have you know New Edition, and when they faded and got older, then you had. You know, New Kids on the Block, which you had a little bit of a gap in the early 90s because of the grunge. And then, obviously, you know, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC re- resurrected it. And, and ever since then, we've had one almost every, you know, pretty much every year. One Direction was big for a, a period yeah. of time. I mean, I, I, I guess it's BTS now. I don't know if that counts because it's not like a. No, there's got to be in a like, uh, well, even, I was going to say American, but One Direction was British. Aren't yeah, they, they? they weren't American either. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, kind of American. Right. Well, we, I mean, we they, just kind of t- we we they claim say, they those say people. They sing in English, so let's give them that. I mean, BTS they've had a few English songs. Now. Oh, have they? Okay, that Dynamite one that was popular a couple years ago was like the first time that they started getting into the English speaking stuff. It was a catchy song. I mean, I like you're the that. one hanging around high schools. You should know this. You're right. Uh, you want me to ask? Fine, I'll ask. <laughs> start asking around, ma'am. Where do the high school girls hang out around here? <laughs> I'm just curious. What 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 are, what are the high school girls? What, are, what kind of music are they into these days? Texas says, I remember us playing UC in 2005 when they had Eric Hicks and Jason Maxiel, and they showed Lachey sitting courtside at least 40 times that game. That was peak Lachey. Oh, Lachey ran the world in like 05, 06. <laughs> he was killing it. He really? He came in here for Derby one time. A buddy of mine knew the guys that he stayed with in Lake Forest. He was like all over the episode. It was crazy. Texas says, I was obsessed with the Jessica Simpson Nick Lachey reality show. It was a good show. And they, then they ruined it because they had the spinoff of the Ashley Simpson show, and then she kind of sucked. Well, she's the one that got caught lip-syncing on SNL, too, SNL, right? and yeah. then she also got booed, like, 
insanely booed at halftime of the Orange Bowl that same year. Oh, did she? <laughs> part of that was because Oklahoma was down by like 50 points to USC, and they were just pissed. They were going to boo everything. The other part was like she couldn't sing at all. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't ever watch the show or got into the uh, the music. I mean, I, if I ever watched the, the, the Jessica Simpson show, I mean, we all know why. Texas says, I'm a little worried about Monty Montgomery. Looking back at the first game, I think if he trusted the knee all the way, he's sticking those tackles. Wow, football question? That I was do ra- wonder. That was random. Yeah, I, I, I do <laughs> wonder if – because Monty was, was not good. If you go back and watch the tape, I've mentioned that he – he was the one who really missed the tackle on the Sean Tucker swing pass that went for their first score. Uh, he had a couple other plays where he was in position to make tackles and just didn't. He didn't look like he had the same speed that he had before he got hurt last year. I don't know if it's him not trusting the knee or if it's him, you know, him not being fully healed, but he didn't play well. And if he's not going to be back to the guy that was flying all over the field the last two years before this, then he's not you – know, we, we got other guys that can fill that spot. But – the linebackers were supposed to be a strength for this defense this year. You got a lot of proven guys. You bring Momo Sonogo over from Ole Miss, who's you know, great leadership qualities, a lot of college experience as well, and they were downright bad. They were as bad as any unit was. Did on Momo have Saturday any, night? What was his? Did he have any attack? I don't remember hearing his name really being called during the game. He made one nice play on when when Syracuse had like second and goal, and then I I think they ended up scoring anyway the next play. But he th- that was the only time that I really saw him. Like do anything. I mean, I had to watch a lot of the game on mute because I was doing the bats game. So I, but I, I, I that's why I was curious. Like I said, I, don't, I just don't remember hearing his name really called at all. A lot of the guys that I thought, I mean, another guy. And that, again, the way we were playing defense, getting your name called, probably not a good thing in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys that we thought were going to step up and like really be stars on this defense didn't make a whole lot of plays. I think you can say the same thing about the offense. I mean, well, yeah. Marshawn Ford's been so good for so long. He had, what, one catch? Two and, catches in the in the second quarter. Both, <laughs> I mean, I think he had two for like eight yards. It didn't, it didn't really impact the game at all. No. It was just a, a wild thing. And then you look at the stats from the defense. Benjamin Perry, you know, the big recruit from last year's class, freshman, had the biggest impact defensively, you know, Ashton Gelati maybe made the biggest play defensively. A, a sophomore, Jarvis Brownlee had a bunch of tackles, which you don't want to see from a corner. It was just a – I mean, I guess Momo Sonogo did more than I thought. He had six tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. So that's certainly not nothing. I don't remember – I mean, yeah, it was, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, it, you know, nobody on the defense really did anything that stood out. I mean, Montgomery technically had eight tackles according to the stat sheet. Did he really? Yeah. He missed a bunch. Four solo, eight total. Uh, Texture says, <laughs> Texture says regarding Momo, when the coaches are asked about how a player will impact the team and they just talk about his leadership, you know they're not impressed with what he brings to the field. Well, I, I, mean, I push back a little bit on that. You like, need leadership too. I mean, it's that. that I mean, that's, if he couldn't play at all, they had other options to go at middle linebacker. But I, I think that they, yeah. I, I think they just, to me, the fact that they harped on it so much just went to show how little leadership they felt that they've had the last couple of years. Because they're like, he's the guy that we've been looking for as far as he's getting in people's faces when they're not doing what they're supposed to be, doing leading by example, all that stuff. Um, and he like, he was a productive player at Ole Miss. So have injuries changed his game a little bit? Maybe. Make, maybe that's the problem. But I, I don't know if I buy that much into it. I, I see what the texture's trying to say. I see that you, you know you, when you have people talking about your your mentality more so than like your physical skills, a lot of times it means that your physical skills aren't where they should be. But... I'm not sure that's the case here, but here it is. First one of the day. We'll see. We'll find out as the season goes on just how productive he can be. 
Uh, Texture says, I know it's a football game day, but what is your favorite UofL basketball intro music? <laughs> Hotel Room by Pitbull, Serious by the Alan Parsons Project, or something else. Also, they need to bring back the song Shake when coming back from halftime. Yeah, they did. Ying Ying Twin Shake was a, a staple for post-halftime. I'm bad at the song, knowing the songs. and I, I mean, I don't know anything about Pitbull, and when I think Alan Parsons Project, the only thing that comes to my mind is the song that the Chicago Bulls used. They did that. That's what he's talking about, I think. They did... Um, the hotel room by Philip was like. We had great teams when they played that. So they kind of. That, did we just use that because Patino and Pitbull, Pitbull were buddies? Thing, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. I liked it that much because it was good or if I just, you know, remember it going hand in hand with success. But I like that one because it's kind of like the infrareds. Like when they all came out, we all hated them. But now we remember them for this great run to the Final Four. And we love the and a Big East championship. We love them. Um, I think it's just you remember things more fondly when they go when they're synonymous with success. Well, of course. Texas says, get the Wu Tang Clan for the cards. Cards rule everything around me. Cream. Cream. Get some wins, Scott. <laughs> 40, 40 points, y'all. Uh, Texas says, I'm so offended that a bunch of washed up has beens who haven't made a hit record in over 20 years is throwing up bells down. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're a little bitter there too. <laughs> I did like so. I, I I retweeted that last night. I'm like, this may be the most savage moment in the history of the rivalry. Obviously, you know, tongue in cheek, making a, a cl- crappy internet joke. Well, yeah, they 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 just got paid. It's not like they did it for free. They got paid to do that, right? And a bunch of people are like, who cares what the Backstreet Boys think about Louisville? I'm like. I'm not like sitting at home crying about this. I don't, I don't actually care. <laughs> it's a very funny thing that happened. They're like, oh, these guys are just total losers. I'm like, man, calm down. It's, I would, it's okay. <laughs> just for comedic relief, I, I wouldn't do a shirt, but I, I would like if I could find out, buy like a Backstreet Boys CD, do a video of me like burning it. Like this is what you get for the L's down. I'm done with the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. And I just like cr- just like crushing the CD underneath. Ripping up your Millennium CD. Yeah. <laughs> like if I could find a shirt for cheap, I'd even do it for that too. I'm like, this is what I think about you, Backstreet Boys. L's down, flames up. And just like like the shirt on Work fire. up some tears. <laughs> I'd make references to songs, but I don't really like it. Brian, I thought we had something. <laughs> yeah. I've been a fan for 25 years. <laughs> I loved you guys. <laughs> I, I take their poster, like put, hang it up on a wall, and in the video of me tearing it back down. It's like, like rip, put, like, put like a million <laughs> cut out pictures from magazines on your wall in your room and just start ripping them start down. ripping them in half. <laughs> no more. What was the Backstreet Boys song? I don't know any. Uh... I want it that way. Okay. <laughs> You're not. You are on fire. They just light it up. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says, uh, despite you guys saying nothing is working, the mics sound great. Radio gold as usual. Thank you. Uh, awesome. Texture says, you are too loud. You are loud on the air too, Mike, but it's all good now. Turn Trev down a little bit too. Actually, just turn him all the way off. That's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Bastard. Actually, as soon as you said that, I started to bring myself down. Then you finished the sentence. <laughs> Texas, I assume Trevor has Spectrum. He can watch every channel on the Spectrum app. You don't need Peacock to stream the game. I do have Spectrum. There's a Spectrum app. I didn't know that. Apparently. I was just going to, yeah. I mean, I mean, it didn't matter if it was on Peacock. I mean, most of the Sunday night and primetime games are on like those channels. So. 
Texas the text line isn't doing a, its job today if someone doesn't take a shot at card hater and general chotch Doug Gottlieb getting his comeuppance and apologizing in shame. Cards are back, just not tonight. That was actually a couple of days ago. Okay, what what was you going to give me a quick like uh, cliff notes on this one? What so he tweeted something that was incorrect? No, he had gone on his. This is I'm probably getting the story wrong. I remember when it happened. I read the whole story. He had reported on his radio show. Okay, that um. Who's the, the God, now? I don't have it in front of me. I can't even remember the baseball player. It was a, a Brave. Oh, it was Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he's with, not with the Braves anymore. He's with the Yankees, I think, or somebody. No, he's with Dodgers. Right. He had like, the Dodgers like, during a radio show. He had like made, he, he told the story like on air about how like he knows Freddie Freeman's agent or his ex agent or something, and like okay. his agent is 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 kind of screwing up the negotiations with the Braves behind the scenes. And um, whatever he said basically got Freddie Freeman pissed off at his agent because right. it wasn't what he wanted to happen. It was some story they got. And Freeman ended up firing his agent and like, you know, ended up not signing with the Braves and all this stuff. Like yeah, the, the, the deal that he was supposed to make, you know, he ended up signing with the Dodgers. And basically, like, it all came back to what Doug Gottlieb had reported on the radio, which, as it turned out, was completely false, like was not true at all. So the agent sued him. Saying like you know what you said was was completely fake. It cost me a client. It cost Freddie Freeman a deal. It cost you know this great relationship. And so Gottlieb, in, in the course of this lawsuit, now had to publicly apologize and like issue a state uh, an, an official statement this week saying like I you know I simply got it wrong. I uh, vetted my sources. Blah 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 blah. Talk with people and realized that they, what I had reported did not actually occur. And he, he no, on and on. that's no big deal. That's nothing. I mean, yeah. but he sucks so. We can make fun. I like how the agents like can assume like like apparently Gottlieb's so powerful that your client believed him and then you got fired because of it. I mean, well, I guess it doesn't matter if you believed him or, <laughs> if you believed him or not. People believed him, and it caused like the negotiations behind closed doors to get shut down. And so you know, like like it got all got all screwed up in translation. So it was a uh, was weird. Uh, Texture says I can't read that. Texture says, <laughs> "Oh, I can look at the text line. I'm gonna go see what it says." Do it. Um, Maybe I'll read it. Texture sends, sends in a screenshot of Wave. I guess it put out a tweet today saying, or a Facebook status saying, "What's a touristy thing in Louisville that's actually worth the hype?" And the very first response says, "The Thorntons at First and Broadway." Well, that, we we done a show from there. They're all great. Yeah, talking about the first uh, what the Thorntons here on First and Broadway. Yeah, we done a show from there. Texas says the Golden Knights are going to pan. I can't read that. They're they're going to do something very bad to us. Texas, I have zero faith in victory tonight. I'll be drinking at Oktoberfest at the German American Club instead of watching the game because I know watching it will make me want to drink. So I'm just taking out the middleman. Okay. He also says, so how are you feeling about uh, Cam Akers now, Trev? Oh, God. you did hype Cam Akers last night for the oh, game. Oh my! I hyped God. McKenzie. He scored a touchdown at least, but also gave the ball up. I mean, three yards, three carries, zero yards. Did you see, by the way, the tweet that was going around, like the the compared game makers and the queen? Yes, <laughs> I did. Uh, but yeah, this yeah that was bad. Oh, that was bad one. Yeah, I, I looked at one of my fantasy teams and I was like, I put thirty four points up last night, and I realized like, that sounds good until you realize it was because of four people and twenty nine of them were from uh, Stephon Diggs. Like cause I had Cam Akers and, and James Cook both starting, mm. and they combined for negative three. Because Cook came in, fumbled the ball, and then left, <laughs> and never came back in again, which doesn't surprise me. Like that was something they they brought it up during the broadcast. Like I was, I, I was, I was not a big fan of the Bills draft. Like the, the them taking the, the Elam kid out of Florida, who they took in the first round and lost the position to a six rounder. 
And I don't know why it's nothing against him, but like his, if you remember, his, his his dad was kind of a bust as well, and so was his uncle. They were both first round busts in the NFL. Matt Elam being the uncle, if you remember him more recently, and then James Cook was like, they were so hyped on him. Like this is a kid that couldn't even get on the field at Georgia. Like, he spent four years as like a serviceable backup the whole time. I know it's hard to get on the field at Georgia because they're, they're so deep at running back, but at some point in four years, you think he would have got a lot more carries. Yeah. So, um, by the way, quick shout out to TJ Walker. Uh, hey, TJ, what up, buddy? Fix the internet. He, he let me know. He's like, Trevor knows how to do this. He's just not doing it. Well, all you have to do is unplug and plug in the Wi Fi, but watch the mice. And you you did it. And now the Wi Fi is working. And Trevor knew, had forgotten that. That's it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you. For momentarily, like molded defense, and then you're like, Trevor, you forgot it. Yeah, about I mean, that. He, he did know it. He just needed to be reminded of it. I, I happens to me. It's fine. Um, I, I tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, with a lot of the text line has UCF questions. We, we'll have the actual pregame show starting at five o'clock. Here, it'll be me and Trev again. We'll talk more about the game there. I do want to pick your brain about the changes coming to Major League Baseball. Ooh, coming about about that in the next segment. Uh, we'll update you on uh, a couple of basketball notes with the for the men's team as well on the mm-hmm. UFL side of things. We'll do that mm-hmm. coming up on the other side here of the four o'clock hour. It's the Mike Rutherford Show rolling on next here on fourteen fifty The Big X. Business Studio. It's just a mobile University of Louisville College of Business Studio. Uh, reminder, if you want to find out more about the University of Louisville College of Business, go to business.louisville.edu. College of Business at UofL offers high-quality undergraduate and graduate business programs that prepare their students for responsible and rewarding careers. They enhance the intellectual and economic vitality of our city, the region, and the broader business community through their academic programs, research, and community outreach activities. Again, for more uh, news, insight, info about the UofL College of Business, go to business.louisville.edu. The Jeffersonville Studios. You know, you have satellite studios, satellite campuses. This is what we're doing today. It's all all UofL College of Business all the time, no matter where we're doing the show from. Um, Reminder, though, we will transition at 5 o'clock into the, I guess, the official pre-pregame show. Uh, we got 20 more minutes of the standard Mike Rutherford show. We'll get ready for Cardinal game day, then coming up after that. Do we got to change, like, how we do the show? We do. I've got the notes. We got it. I I used to do the show back in the day. I would do the the Cardinal game day show, and you got line. I don't know if the... This is really something that should have been communicated to you if it is. But back in the day, like the, the pregame show had way more ads. Like we only talked for like 10 minutes, then we would break like three times an hour. So I don't, the fact that nobody has talked to you about this leads me to believe that maybe that's not in the cards, but I've got some reads that we're going, we're going to do. I mean, we'll see how this goes. With the way Louisville played against Syracuse, us talking less about the upcoming game might be a good thing. It's, hey, the 2018 season, those very, those, those quick breaks were a godsend during the, uh, the, uh, the, the pregame. Did, did you have, have you ever in your radio life done the, uh, we did this with uh, Zach McCright one time where we just, we went way too long, but we had to get a break in. 
So we when we came back, you know, the music played, came back, faded in, and Zach was like, "Welcome back." And we'll be right back. Yes. Right to yeah, I've, I've done that before. Okay, I feel like everyone in radio has to do that at least like like once, right? I mean, I would like because I, I think the time that I, I've done it multiple times where it was like going to be a real going to be a short segment here, and like you know we used to uh, the old stations like our producer would like he'd like play music to like let you know that you had like 15 seconds to toss it to break. Like the music would start, you talk for 15 yeah, seconds, yeah, and yeah. go to break. And like I was like, you know, it's going to be a short segment here. I was like, you know, we went a little long, blah blah. blah. And then like I don't think I'd finish that sentence before the music started. I'm like, real <laughs> short segment. We'll be right back here. Uh, but yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a fun little. Except little... here, we just talk out as long we want to, pretty much. I'm yeah, like, well, we have floated. Yeah, we're, yeah, we don't have hard ads. So except for when we like going to end of a show, maybe go to like five ten. Uh, again, we're getting ready for kickoff tonight, seven thirty in Orlando. Uh, we'll talk more about this in the, the the next couple of hours. But according to people who are there, a lot of rain in Orlando. A lot of rain expected tonight. I've I've heard it rains in in Florida on occasion. They say that. Is that out? Would ra- is would rain- this be a good thing for us? <laughs> I feel like I feel like in the movie Necessary Roughness when they're about to play Kansas, they just got the they got the Ireland added as a kicker, and the coach is like, "Every sports reference you make goes back to Necessary Roughness." Well, well and when when you play like you did against Syracuse, that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know what? Man, they play a little better. I'd be talking replacements or something. Okay. Uh, you want remember the Titans? You, you remember, play like the damn you, Titans. You, you, you want you want a better movie reference? Win a damn game. Uh, but yeah, when they're when they're about to go in that game against Kansas, and there's like. I have a good feeling about tonight, and then of course the rainstorm hits. Yeah. And then Rob Steiner with the the great one of the great lines. He's like, "You got good news. So and so, the uh, homecoming queen is surviving after being struck with lightning." Um, I just saw a laugh. That's funny. Sorry, I just I got distracted because I just saw Kent Taylor announcing that uh, Connie Leonard is uh, on to her next adventure after 26 years at Wave Three, and you know if you didn't know Kent and Connie are married, that's kind of a that's, that's sad news. I love Connie on TV. She's great. They're both great people. I, I did just, not know that. I got distracted there. Did you didn't know they were married? Mm-mm. You didn't. No. I didn't know until like five years ago. I, it, no, it was it was longer than that because Mary was like the one who told me, and then we hung out with him at a couple of derby parties, and I was like, I wanted to be like, I didn't know you guys were married till two years ago. But they're both uh, they're both very awesome. I, I wanted to ask you about this uh, before we get into the official pregame show and we focus solely on tonight's game against UCF. Today, Major League Baseball approved two. I think I don't. I'll, Revolutionary, maybe a slightly too strong, but they're they're going with some of the models that we've seen in minor league baseball the last couple of years. But one, I'm in favor of one. I'm not in favor of, and I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, they're going to, and you've you've been doing the board for a lot of the global bats games, so you've seen the minor league baseball games. Mm-hmm. They've been going with the pitch clock. You know, I think it's yeah. thirty seconds, and then it's like twenty with guys on bases, or or maybe it's I have it reversed. And it varies if it, it, because of the situation. Uh, if it's a if it's a player MLB player on rehab, then there's no pitch count. Then so yeah, they're, they're going clock. fifteen second clock with the bases empty, twenty with runners on. How do you feel about that? I'm more open to it than the runner on second and extra innings thing. Obviously. Which I, I'm I'm in favor of this. I, th- I think it's fine. I, I mean, it's speed up the game a little bit. I don't know. First of all, one, first of all, one thing that uh, kind of doesn't know me when people complain about baseball, it takes too long. When in, in reality, if you compare the time of a length of a baseball game compared to like even a football game, college football sometimes gets lengthy. It is not even close. It's not the people who complain about the time. That's not your complaint. It's just there's not. It's the action and the slowness of the action. 
because football games take way longer sometimes. Sometimes than most there cases. are baseball games that drag. They do, but and my, you, you've been doing a lot of minor league games. Those do go very fast. They do go fast. Most of them go within under. I think the one we did on Wednesday was actually just under three hours. I could use them to go a little bit longer. Some of these but normally, games. on average, they're about two hours to fifteen minutes, two hours twenty minutes. And that's why it's one of the reasons why they're implementing this rule now and, at the major league level. And I have heard that. I mean, I, I, I listen to the games obviously more than watching and. Uh, there have been times during the during the, the season that they you know they've missed a pitch count or um, what's the other rule like if something about uh, I guess it's an automatic ball so if you if you do exceed it and uh, I've had players get walked because of it I've heard them get on and I think somebody even got walked in on one game now here's what I really want to get your thoughts on but I, I'm okay with that. that I'm good with it I don't know about the timing though like you're talking about 15 seconds I mean. I feel like it should be – I would raise that up a little bit, maybe work our way down to that. That seems pretty fast in a situation where – I mean, there's a lot – I mean, you're going mano a mano with a, a pitcher and a batter. There's a lot – there's there's some sure. mind games to be okay. done. Let's move on because the, the second part of this, I think, is the bigger equation that people are talking about. They've banned the shift. We knew this was going to happen. They've, they've been talking about this for a long time. The new rule will be – you have to have two infielders on both sides of the second ba- of second base, and both of those infielders have to have both their feet on the dirt. I think this is terrible. I understand that it helps the you know the excitement of the game, but like the rules of baseball, like, you can't just change one of the the inherent like, st- like center rules of baseball, which is. Eight fielders, you can put them wherever you want. Like you don't technically have to have a catcher. Yeah. You can play you, if you don't want to have anybody in the outfield. You can bring everybody into the infield. Like this just feels like changing one of the just primary things about baseball, and I, I just I don't really agree with it. I am right there with you on this one. I I know a lot of people are like <laughs> most people are in favor of it. I, and, I realize and ones, we're the minority. And here's what annoys me about this, and, and I'm with you. I, I we are might be in the minority, but because what annoys me about it and is that like. The complaint again is, oh, people the ship that takes away the offense. People just move and take away. Why don't you? The point of baseball is to hit it where they're not. Exactly. I mean, instead of instead of just giving a bow out to the the the, the batters and saying, you know what, you guys are major leaguers, right? You don't need to worry about learning how to do anything else. Don't worry. You know what? You just guys sit back and do your thing. We'll 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 get rid of these nasty shifts for you, and that way you can just keep. No, I mean, how is that really any different than juicing the ball? You want to get rid of the shift? I mean, that's. Just, I would bunt. I would attempt to bunt every single time. I mean, I, yeah, I don't like this. This is basically you're changing the rules because you you, you, you the, the, the 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 game got ahead of the offense. I mean, it's, it's silly. Man. That's stupid. That is that's dumb. I don't like that. I get the shift is annoying. I understand that, but instead of just being annoyed by it, how about the offense catch up with the defense? I mean, how about do that? It's like if, for whatever reason, like like people decided or figured out that like making a corner three was a lot easier than making a three from the wing or the top of the key. I know it's not, but I'm just saying in this hypothetical. And so there, the realization, the the change that the NBA or in college basketball made was, if you shoot it from the corner, it's not a three anymore. It's a two. Well, you know, you gotta, it, like, it, it's just dumb. No, you you in right comparison with basketball because this is what kind of the NBA's done. The NBA was like, listen. Guys aren't aren't, aren't learning how to, to score properly against good defense. So well, you know what? Let's just get rid of the defense. No more hand checking. You can't you can't get anywhere near a guy anymore because God forbid the offense actually learns how to evolve. So we're just going to make the defense devolve. Is that the proper word? Let's, yeah. What's the opposite of an erection? Direction. Then we're going to make them go backwards in time, and instead instead of just making the that, that, that's what baseball's doing with this. They're saying, hey, 
We're not going to worry about batters having to learn how to actually hit where the ball hit the ball where guys aren't. We're just going to make you all st- – that is stupid. It seems silly. That is dumb. I, I, I don't like it with basketball. I don't. It's 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 really ruined my love for the NBA. They're punishing teams for having good strategy. And well, you put people yeah. inside, hit, make them hit it. That, that's it's strategy. At what point do we get to the NFL and go, well, you can't run the nickel? I mean, you got to make that linebacker chase that third wide receiver. I mean, no, that's Dumb. that's that's not cool. Or banning like uh, you know prevent defenses in late game situations. The only Silly. rule change I have been okay with in Major League Baseball recently, and even the even the expansion of the of the playoffs is starting to get a little extreme for me. Like I was okay wild card one wild card, but now it's it's getting a little too much. But I'm with you. the only thing is I've been okay with is the DH because. And I know a lot of people aren't agreeing with that, but me being an American League guy, that was the only reason I was okay with it. Because I'm so used to the DH anyway that putting it in the National League is moot to me. Now, if you don't want, if, if they never did it, I wouldn't care either, though. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I don't like it. I'm not in favor of it. But you're a National League guy. You grew up with that. Exactly. exactly. But I also don't hate it. Like it, it's not. It hasn't changed my overall like feeling about the game. I don't. It's it's not that, it's something that I would push strongly against. But this just feels like. It feels like manufactured excitement. It feels like just changing. Yeah, it is. And I, I don't, I don't like it. I think it's, I think it's. I mean, why don't you just? I mean, when's the last time baseball really did rule? I mean, in terms of on-field changing like this and the rules to, like you said, manufacture excitement, you almost had to go back to like the end of the dead ball era, where when they, you know, they changed the mound height, they mm-hmm. they tightened the ball up. I mean, you look at home run numbers. You know, you always hear the greatest. Oh, you know, Babe Ruth hit so many home runs. He had more home runs than every team. And then, and then you look, go one year later in 1919, you got guys along with Babe Ruth hitting 30, 40, 50 home runs because they tightened the ball and it made it different. You know, and that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of what they're doing here. They're just, they're, like you said, they're manufacturing the rules to improve offense, to improve. And that's, no, that, that's, I don't like that at all. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like green eggs and ham. I do not like this change of rules. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the, the last thing, the story that I wanted to get to before we dive into the pregame stuff, um, Lamar Jackson. Uh, obviously, huge news here is the, the dawn of the NFL season is upon us. He set the deadline for week one, and then when we got to this week, he set the deadline for Friday in terms of when he was going to get an extension done. It's not going to get done. The, both sides, neither side could come to a, a agreement. The Ravens general manager, Eric DaCosta, said despite the best efforts on both sides, we were unable to reach a contract extension with Lamar Jackson. We greatly appreciated how he has handled that process. We are excited about our team with Lamar leading the way, and we will continue to work towards a long-term contract after the season. But for now, we are looking forward to a successful 2022 campaign. So Lamar turning down the guaranteed money from the Ravens, betting on himself here. If the sides can't reach a deal by March 7th, then Baltimore would have to franchise tag Jackson if they wanted to keep him from becoming a free agent. So this is a... It's certainly a gamble. He's going to make $23 million this year in his uh, his fifth-year option from his rookie contract, but has no guaranteed money after the season. It's, I mean, I hope he lights it up. I, I really do. And I hope I mean, he gets an insane amount of money after this year. It's a risky move. For sure. I mean, and even getting franchise tags, I mean, A, I, I don't know why the Eagles still has a franchise tag to begin with, but um, then again, they also have a player association with no spine, so what do you expect? The, 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 I mean, that's even that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be a big deal, a big one year contract, but then it's, I mean, you can only do that to him twice anyway. You can only franchise tag somebody two times. So I, it's, and again, I know he hasn't had a knock on wood. A lot of it is, he's very, he stayed very healthy for the most part his whole career, but it makes me nervous. I mean, I, I'd be very nervous if I'm Lamar Jackson. This is a very risky move to do. I know you don't want to, 
I mean, I don't know if it's just the money or maybe you feel like you don't want to maybe you, you don't feel like maybe you want to be in Baltimore this long past this. I don't know. Maybe you want to come to Philly, please, please. But Detroit. <laughs> no, he wants to come on, man. Let's be realistic. <laughs> so I just if that I, that's the only thing I because otherwise you should take the money, man. I mean, you can always listen. You, you, take it now. Get uh, get the upfront money now. And hell, if this time next year you've stayed healthy, you've had a great year, and you want to re- restructure it, and and you're willing to sit out and, and boycott to do that, you won't be the first or last person to do that. No, go it, ahead and do it. No one's going to think less of you, really. I mean, you'll get some, you'll get some backlash on social media, mostly probably from Ravens fans. But dude, just who cares? I think he's he's what he sees is a couple, a handful of guys that have done the same thing. That have had the gone the franchise tag route and wound up like leveraging that into like gigantic, gigantic deals. Um, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers are the three that have like now been able to do this successfully. I mean, he's banking on himself to have a maybe not MVP caliber season again, but a good enough season to lead the Ravens back to the playoffs and one where they are in a position where they have to pay him if they want to keep the the positive momentum of the franchise going. Interesting though, Prescott also got injured on his franchise tag. Yeah, and 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 when they went downhill after his injury, that's kind of what what triggered the fact that he was able to still get the long term deal off of it, because they saw how bad they were when he was out. Yeah, he's got the deal that now could pay him potentially five hundred million dollars yeah. by the and, time he retires. I mean, don't don't go by what Kirk Cousins because, I mean, only the morons gave him that kind of money. I mean, Minnesota's just dumb. Hey, <laughs> worked well for him. <laughs> Say what? Worked well for him. Yeah, it's worked great, hasn't it? It meant the playoffs two to three years he's been there. Well, for him. I Super. Mean, $84 million fully guaranteed yeah. deal. And could I mean, wind up being $250 million in career earnings. That's, uh, that's the, wild. The guy, by the way, Kirk Cousins, who went in the fourth round by the same team that, who drafted uh, RG3 that same season with the second pick. But I'm hoping for the best for Lamar Jackson because, do do? My, I mean, you'd hate to see. What, what if something happens here? Like, just derails him. But. I don't, why do, do you have any you would have more insight to me than this like I see everybody just saying like future Seahawk future Seahawk every post about him is like he's going to Seattle he's going to Seattle. to Seattle is it just because they don't have a quarterback a quarterback yeah. yeah it's gotta be it I mean we don't have a quarterback either I mean <laughs> yeah. trust me ours isn't much of an upgrade either guys I mean we'll send you we'll, I'll, I'll give up a first round one of our two first round picks and Jalen Hurts for him I'll send you right now who's Baltimore's the GM can we get him on the phone I'll work on a deal right now um, I'm just seeing. Hold on, real quick. Um, Y'all have two first round picks in the short draft too. We do. You have the Rams pick as well. I got Kelly Dickey at Real Card Game. Stats Guru just texted me. He's in Orlando with the team and just sent me a. Um, I guess they're at UCS practice facility and they've got they have the logo set up where it's like Conference Champions AAC 2017, Conference Champions 2018, and right in the middle of that they have a National Champions 2017 logo. Yeah, God love them for that. I would too. I don't blame I'm, them at I, all. I'm all for them doing that. It's hilarious. I think I've I've talked about this before. The, because the, remember we mentioned before the, we we talked about this week when we're like, do we do the Golden Knights thing? Like, hey, you may as well get your licks in before the game actually starts when you're not confident. And we certainly did that leading up to the Alabama game. I told the story about the guy. You know, I I, I did the thing where I'm like, we people forget we're undefeated against Alabama and our average margin of victory is 30 points per game. Like just like latched onto that the entire time when we did our pregame show. You know, because that game was in Orlando too, uh, against Bama. There was it was mostly Louisville fans at this sports bar, and there was a table of just Alabama fans. 
and I kept referring to them as the reigning co-national champions because <laughs> because of UCF. And they finally they got so mad that they got up and left. Like it was That's good. Everybody else was joking. Everybody else was laughing about it. These dudes were just furious. I'm like, you know, UCF, of course, uh, the, the co-national champions last year. I mean, you've you've heard me. I've referred to them twice this week already because they were the co. It, it, to me, they are co-national champions. Why not? I mean, if you win every game, Auburn did it. Nobody cared when they did it. Yeah. When they went 13. Imagine in this day and age, by the way, a 13-0 SEC team not getting even a chance to play for the national title, which is ha- what happened to them, and then people mocking them for calling themselves the national champions. Like, you deserve to. If, if the system is so screwed. Well, was Auburn on probation the year they, they went under? No, they just – because it was USC and Oklahoma were undefeated um, as well, and they were just ahead of Auburn in the rankings. I know Auburn had the undefeated team with Jason Campbell, but that was they were on probation, so they couldn't win it. Yeah, it was this was the 04 oh, when okay. they went undefeated, and they, you know, well that was Jason. I thought that was Jason Campbell, wasn't it? I don't know. They weren't on probation though. They could have they, they could because they were number three. They could have they called themselves national champions. They just they just didn't get selected because USC and Oklahoma were were better presumably. But that was Jason. Yeah, that was Jason Campbell's team. Yeah, and the other one, the '93 team that was they I know that was Terry Bowden. They were on probation. That was a team that had Stephen Davis on it. Okay. The guy that punched out Michael Westbrook when they played for Washington. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was that. I mean, yeah, because it was Auburn. I remember when we because yeah, Auburn had back to back and they had two undefeated seasons and getting a national title out of it. Which is yeah. I mean, they only beat because you look back at those Auburn games. I'm looking at them right now, they had a lot of narrow victories, but they still. I mean, they beat Virginia Tech, who was number nine in the Sugar Bowl, sixteen to thirteen. Was their final game? I mean, you go thirteen and zero playing an SEC schedule, and you don't, don't get a why. chance to claim a national I thought title. They were on probation for some reason. I thought that's why they didn't get. I was. I don't know why I had that in my in my mind that way. You think? I mean, yeah, I guess you'd think so, but yeah, I guess. I guess it maybe, and maybe it's just because it just blended together with the '93 team because that one was. I mean, they went eleven and zero and didn't get to play in a ball game. Yeah, because probably maybe maybe it's had the two the two years just kind of intertwined in my head. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll transition. The the radio gods will bathe us in light. The show will transform from the Mike Rutherford show into the Cardinal Game Day uh, pregame show here, the pre-pregame show, getting you ready for Paul Rogers, their pregame show, and then the coverage from Orlando, which will kick off at 630 uh, on 970 WGTK. We'll do that coming up after the break. Uh, talk Louisville and UCF coming up here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. For shows no more. We've moved on. It's now the U of L UCF pre pregame show. Are we on, so? Are we on now? Again, we have, we're, we're trying to do this as we go along. I'm in the dark here. We're are we on still on fourteen fifty? Are we transitioned to nine seventy? Or are we on both? <laughs> One, you're literally in the dark. Yes. And two, uh, yeah, we, we're on. We're, on, we're across the board. Across the board, right? We're now. still on that fourteen fifty nine six one all the way up until. Uh, all the way until the Nick Curran takes over. We'll have a little five minute break between. 
ascending in the bass. But then. So if you're listening on 1450 or 96.1, we'll be here until 630. Then we'll hand the reins over to Louisville Bats Baseball. If you're listening on 970 WGTK, we will hand the reins to Paul Rogers and company for the actual broadcast of tonight's game against UCF. 730 kickoff, ESPN2 has the coverage. Uh, we, we started the – talking about the Mike Rutherford show. We were – look, I, I made no bones about the fact that I don't have a great feeling going into tonight's game. I asked the text line, I asked Trevor to, to lift me up a little bit. Nobody has helped at all. No, no, nobody's helping. I'm out on an island here. I read some stats for why I, I don't feel great about this. Sometimes the wrong person to get you pumped, man. I know. Namely, UCF is almost unbeatable at home in recent years. I say that not really hyperbolic. They've Four of the last five seasons, they have not lost a game at home. Louisville, meanwhile, has lost 10 of its last 12 games away from Cardinal Stadium. And then the more glaring example of UCF looked pretty good in their season opener against a nobody opponent. Louisville got its ass handed to them by Syracuse. So it is it is what it is right now. The, the spread is still under seven at most places. People are expecting a high-scoring game like last year. People are expecting a competitive game like last year. The one new element in all of this from people who are in Orlando, if you look at the weather reports as well, rain happening right now, also in the forecast for tonight. UCF is a fantastic running team. They always have been. Louisville wants to be a run-first offense. Is this one of those where, like, if you're if you're looking for some sort of sign from the football gods to how you can bridge the perceived talent gap or whatever, could this be a thing that winds up helping Louisville? Or does it hurt? Because Louisville, by and large, you know, they want to throw the ball with Molly Cunningham, even though they didn't do it well last week. They want him to throw the ball. Could this wind up hurting them? I mean, it's got to be – it's hard to not consider this a positive since Louisville was the underdog, right? I mean, I feel it, like sloppier the better, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're – when you talk about, you know, the weather being sloppy and maybe a monsoon and, you know, may, you know, maybe your mind goes to, like, the FIU game a few years ago. And, uh, I mean, you have to think that's going to always favor the team that is – not expected to win. It's it, regardless of your style or how the game you want the game to go. It's going to cause the game to be closer than it should be. So therefore, if you are the underdogs in Louisville, unless you're just a complete homer butt slapper that thinks they're going to win no matter what, Louisville is the considerable underdog in every aspect of this game. It's got to be positive. I'm with you. I feel like when you are the perceived inferior team, like you just said. You want it to be a weird game, right? A lot of ball, kind of like you, you want it to sort of be like last year's game where weird things happening at the end, ball bouncing in all sorts of different directions, you know, teams not doing things that they're used to, to, to do. Maybe you get some weird calls. The more weird stuff, the better it is, is, I think, the, the mentality that you take on when you're the underdog tonight. And Louisville is a decided underdog, whether the spread says it or not. The way if they play, I mean, hell, if they play the way that they played last weekend against Syracuse, it doesn't matter what the spread says. They're not winning this game. They're probably not going to have a chance to win this game going into the fourth quarter. No. The I mean, we heard Scott Satterfield talk about it on Tuesday. We heard Malik Cunningham talk about it after the game. If they can't, I hate to even use the phrase, match the energy level of their opponent. How about you bring your own energy level, make UCF match your level. But if they don't play at a higher level, just energy effort-wise than they did on Saturday night, it's. I feel like it's going to go the same type of way. And I forget I have a cough button here. Um, oh yeah! So watch, for, let me try it out. So for all the things you you, you 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 like to throw the studio under the bus, you forget you do. It does come with a cough button. There's always a positive. There's always a positive. That that's that needs to be the theme of today's game, the night's game. There's always a there's positive. always going to be a positive. There's always money in the banana stand. Right? Always money in the banana stand. <laughs> My follow up thought to that is this: 
I know, I know we're just talking about week two. I know everybody's, I just went on a spiel yesterday about not jumping to extreme conclusions one way or the other after just one game. But if, I mean, all the Louisville players, all the coaches have to have heard the response. They had to, even if they were off social media, which I would recommend, weren't listening to sports radio, not listening to anything, you have to know how the fans reacted, right? You have to know that you were embarrassed on national TV in your first game last weekend. If you can't pick yourself up after that, and at least like play hard and look like a competent football team in week two. What hope do we have for the ten games coming up after that? Like I, I hate to to talk about these terms in, in absolutes when it comes when we're talking about just week two. I mean the season this time seven days ago hadn't even started, and here we are now already making these types of statements. But I I think it's the truth. If you don't respond to that the right way, if we don't have guys who are mature enough, and we're one of the oldest teams in college football. To say what happened last week just wasn't good enough from an effort standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, and we're going to at least can't guarantee we're going to win, but we're going to at least mar- look markedly better and certainly much more prepared in this game against Central Florida. And then it doesn't happen. I don't. I mean, I don't know what you grasp onto as far because this has to be the week where you take a step forward, even if you don't win the game. When it comes to just competing, because I, I'll never understand why they weren't ready to go week one against Syracuse season opener for God's sake, but they weren't. And if they can't rectify that after seeing what happened when they weren't fully prepared to play, then this is going to be a season long thing. I feel. Well, you could be underestimating the, the intimidation factor of the carrier dome crowd. What about the bounce house? <laughs> it's the bounce house tonight. I mean, is that the spin mode? If Louisville does come up flat again today, is it? Well, it, it, it's because they're on the road. There's no spin. I mean, if you how can you flat tonight? No spin. Do we get a motion in the post game at least from from Sats? It'd be a week too late. <laughs> it might be a month or so too if, late. If they play the same way they played last last week, and they lose by multiple scores, there's Ugh. no spin. You can't not spin it. People will still go to the game. There will be people who go to the game on Friday and tailgate and get excited and do the red out and who say, you know, we beat in Florida State. Still Florida State. Let's get excited about a big time brand coming here to our place. Let's let's do this. But in the back of everyone's minds, I think the fear is going to have fully taken over. It's not even going to be creeping in anymore. It's going to have fully taken over because that's there are correctable things that happen at the beginning of every football season. You know, penalties, turnovers, scheme. Like th- th- there's stuff that you can fix. If the team's just not there mentally, if they're not for whatever reason bought into what's happening here, that's unfixable. And that's we saw it in 2018 going to tank your entire year. Yeah, I mean, this is a team also has got four of the first six games on the road. I mean, they can't bring bring in bring it again on the road against Syracuse, and then of course against South Florida. I mean, who's to say they're even going to bring it up to up to Cherry Hill or or or, or to Virginia? Chestnuts. Oh yeah, where's Cherry Hill? Oh, that's Western, right? Cherry Hill. Cherry, that's that's Western Kentucky, actually. Is it? Yeah. Shout the bowling game. We love you. <laughs> that damn WKU flag in the background got me got my mind all over. I, I mentioned the stats earlier. You know, I mentioned how good UCF has been. It's Chapel Hill. <laughs> Step in the right direction. Closer. I, I mentioned the the stats about how good UCF has been at home in recent years. Thirty one and two over the last thirty three home games. Louisville, meanwhile, just uh, just two and ten in its last twelve games away from home. Cards have been good on Friday nights in recent years. They're fifty two, thirty two, and one all time in Friday night games, but they've won eleven of their last sixteen. Friday night games, which includes last year's 42-35 win over UCF. And for whatever reason, I mean, 
crazy stuff does seem to happen when Louisville plays Central Florida. I know it's a it's a limited sample size. The game from 1985, not really that that crazy at Cardinal Stadium. Uh, but the two games that they played in the modern era, that game, by the way, in 85, was a 42-21 to 21 Cardinal victory. But 2013, I, I mentioned this last night because I was going back and looking at some of the videos when I was writing the game day post on Card Chronicle. That crowd in 2013 was about as good as we've ever seen at Cardinal Stadium. I know UCF was, you know, they're not like the Florida State name brand opponent or Clemson or, or something like that, but they were the best team on our schedule that year. We were trying to make a case to be in the top two at that point in the season. Like we knew it was a long shot because the schedule was so bad in 2013, but we also knew I think we had the talent to play with just about anybody in the country. Agreed. And this was our one chance to make a statement. UCF had, had been good already that year. They played a couple of Power Five teams and been good. And if we blew them out, then that was going to speak volumes. We get up 35-14 to 14 in that game. James Quick returns a block punt for a touchdown. That's as loud as I've, I've heard Cardinal Stadium, besides maybe the Mario Rudia catch against Miami. They had the red pom-poms out. People are going nuts. And we're thinking, like, this is great. And then the wheels fall off, and we have no chance to save it. UCF comes back. They win the game 38-35. It tanks the entire season. It's the only team that you played of note. We had to play a very average Miami team in the Russell Athletic Bowl despite being 11-1. and one. And I think we'll always wonder with that 2013 team, you know, what if? What if we had played a one of the 10 best teams in the country in a New Year's Six Bowl game? Uh, you know, how would we have stacked up? I think we would have been pretty good. Just looking at the way that UCF beat Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl that year, I think we would have had a, had a sizable shot. But that game was crazy. And, of course, last year's game, stakes not nearly as high, but it was early in the season. Uh, neither team was, was, you know, about to have the type of season that they had in 2013. But the crazy ending there... Louisville driving, uh, UCF scores a late touchdown to tie the game at 35. Louisville's driving to, to potentially kick the game-winning field goal. They turn the ball over. It looks like UCF can then uh, set up a game-winning field goal. They throw a pick on the very next play. Louisville returns it for a touchdown and wins the game 42-35. to So not saying expect some fireworks tonight, but recent history says that there's a little bit of uh, you know magic when these two teams get together. But, but recent history has been wrong so far this year. If recent history was anything to be to hand true, to stay true, then we would have blown out Syracuse last week. And instead, unfortunately, because Thanks for that. I mean, that that just tells me that this game is going to be a blowout tonight one way or the other. I don't, I, I don't like hearing that. I mean, now, well, you don't like hearing it because we're more on, like, we're usually on the, we're, we're the, we're the other in this situation. If one team's getting blown out, I don't <laughs> yeah. like the sound of it. If one team's getting blown out, there's not a good chance it's going to be the, the Golden Knights that are crying at home. <laughs> uh, I mean, can we, can we, I mean, but we've got to find a way to pop the bounce house. Got to pop the bounce house. I mean, who gets bounce? Like, we're getting bounce house for Virginia's birthday this weekend. That, that's what bounce houses are for. They're for three-year-olds who want to jump around on Minnie Mouse's face. Like, that's that, that's what that's what a bounce house is. It's not for big-time college football. I, this is not to, like, not to make people feel bad for me. I mean, you you can do that enough as is, knowing that I'm a little fan <laughs> right now in the football season. But I've never I never got to go in a bounce house as a kid. You've never been in a bounce house in your life. I was a big kid, man. Like I was I, I was I was. Like the like that and like the the stuff you see like on kids movies like blank check like like I never I, I rode a go kart once but it was very uncomfortable I was just such a big kid that I I couldn't really enjoy a lot of some of the the cool stuff like bounce houses or when you jump off the trampoline and you you need like the fly velcro against the a wall or something I've never done that I've never I, I know I couldn't do that I can pole vault but I can't do that well now I feel like tonight's game just got personal <laughs> we need to win for Trevor <laughs> we're winning for the queen and we're winning for Trevor tonight are we winning for the queen. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> mostly you though. Okay. Thanks. For the bounce house. I mean, I just yeah, I, I've I've never never got to go in one, I, and I, I don't think I, I guess can I do it now? 
Would it be that awkward? I mean, I'm six three, four hundred. I mean, probably this, this bounce house. I think you're having a stressful day. Think about the the bounce house I'm in. <laughs> I've gotten 17 missed calls since we've been on here, and they're all from scam numbers. I don't know what's going on, but this is all from Kentucky or different no, 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 states. No, no, they're different states. Just got one from Cleveland, Texas. Scam numbers. Is this UCF fans doing this again? Last year they signed me up for a whole bunch of um, weird websites. I feel like now they're this, this is their doing. Um, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sox line. If you have thoughts on tonight's game, we will uh, read them over the next hour and a half or so. But uh, we mentioned you know, UCF very good in recent years, not just at home, but overall. They're 48-12 and 12 over the last 60 games. Uh, I threw out a couple of stats uh, when it comes to Scott Satterfield's time at Louisville. The most glaring of which, to me at least, is, is that with last, game, last week's game tossed in the mix, where Louisville turned the ball over three times and did not force a turnover, Cards now 14-2 and under Satterfield when winning the turnover battle, just 2-16. and 16. When losing it, uh, it's a a pretty wild stat there. Also, Louisville six and zero from six and zero under Satterfield when scoring forty and or forty nine point forty two forty nine points and three and zero when scoring fifty or more. We're so about forty two to forty nine or just over forty two. Over forty between between forty and forty nine, six and zero. <laughs> I mean. He's like nitpicking that stat a little bit well, there. But I only nitpick it to, to, for the follow up stat, which is three and zero when scoring fifty or more. Can't you say nine and zero when scoring over forty? Well, no, it's still six and zero. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's still just six and zero. I mean, just say six away. It's like really the same thing. Well, no, it's not because but I have the follow up stat for when you hit the fifty point mark. Okay. Yeah, you're six and zero when scoring forty or more, but you're three and zero when scoring fifty or more. Zero oh, and nine when scoring twenty one points or less. So not so. It's, no, we're not. Never mind. I'm doing the math. I mean, it sounds to me you're saying nine and zero after forty or more points. No, because the, the 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 three games that you uh, that you score for that you you're three and zero when you score fifty or more. Those are part of the six when you score forty or more. No, oh, okay. It's I, not like those three uh, games just go away. Ah, see, all right now. I uh, love. By the way, also the last stat there: zero and sixteen or Scott Satterfield when trailing at the end of the third quarter. That one just annoys the the bleep out of me. Not great when it comes to because that, that tells me you don't you take a punch and you don't get up. That that's what that that that's what that tells me. And I and, and I know that that can sound like I'm being mean to the kids, and some of it I mean can be put blame on the, the players. But I is why why I, I am pro booing at collegiate sports. I am not. I'm also one to give a, a slight excuse because they are kids, and the coaches are, should be held responsible a little more than you do at a pro level. Like and if they're, if they're not performing, I'm not saying it's always on the coach and it's not always on the kid, but I lean towards more responsibility for the coaches. And if you're that that stat right there tells me that the coaching staff, at least it's why he's been at Louisville, because I don't know if that transfers how much over to Appalachian State, that he is not prepared these kids to for, to bounce back from adversity. It's a little bit surprising considering, especially how many close games Louisville's been in in recent years. Like I don't have the numbers in front of me. I can't tell you how many of those. I think a lot of those we went in leading though in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and those wouldn't be a part of that stat. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many games we've gone into where we've trailed after three quarters and it's been like a one-score game. Um, but when you think back to the last four years, last week notwithstanding, like Louisville, by and large, has not been blown out all that much under Scott Satterfield. Now, you, every UK fan listening well, to this, their head just week. blew. They're like, <laughs> they're like oh, well, you really? Are those two? Yeah, two times under against UK, Louisville has been blown out uh, with Scott Satterfield at the helm. But besides that, like the Ole Miss game and then last week's game against Syracuse are really the only ones that just jumped right to my mind. I think Clemson in his first year also got a little bit out of hand. But the Notre Dame game was relatively close, at least going into the fourth quarter. They were within striking distance. And outside of that, pretty much every game, 
you, you, you kind of had a shot. And to not have come back in any of those games, to me, is at least a little bit surprising. But hopefully that could be something that gets changed over the course of these next three months or so. Um, I would love to see it get changed tonight. We lost 46-27 to 27 at Georgia Tech. God, I don't even remember that game. And let's not forget the Miami game where we couldn't Miami stop Miami was the, bad. Miami yeah, was I mean, bad. we didn't get blown at that game, per se, because we lost by 13, but like the, we, there was no stopping them. They just scored at will on us. I mean, it, it wasn't was bad close, one. yeah. It was a bad one. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texas says, I'm in Orlando for the game. It's been raining all day. Vibes are completely off. Not feeling good at all about it. Again, I think the rain might help. It can't Why hurt. Not? It can't hurt. Texas says, Trevor, don't worry about it. Numbers are hard. <laughs> he's he's trying to confuse me, just like the guy at the timeshare place. Texas says the troubles end today, and a new era of cardinal dominance begins. I thought we decided yesterday we weren't going to use the troubles for U of L issues. I kind of want to watch a documentary in Ireland now. There, I think there's a lot to choose from. I think I need to find I need to find a good one. I don't want like a Kim Burns version because I want one that's keeping me awake. But I need to find a good one. If anybody has suggestions, email text them to me. Texas, the only bounce house I want to see is if there is a hidden. Okay. <laughs> Can't say it. Texas, we uh, uh, imagination's running wild on what yeah. the rest of that sentence says. Texas, can we sponsor a tweet in Orlando? Hashtag win for Trevor, or is it too late? No, we can make that happen. <laughs> Boost that tweet. You got three hours. Two hours till kickoff. Hey, how's my, how's my Wagner uh, uh, vote going? They're going to need some help. North Oldham, <laughs> South Oldham's pulling away a little come bit. Come on. Oh, no, come on, people. Oldham County doesn't need anything else. They've already got enough. High school game of the week, by the way, if you want to vote on that, uh, at Card Chronicle, I put up the poll a couple of hours ago. We've got three choices. Valley at Manual, North Oldham at South Oldham, Wagner at Seneca, Butler at Fern Creek. Uh, Wagner at Seneca is actually in dead last right now. The four oh, choices. come on, people. Vote Wagner Seneca. So we will pick the, uh, the winner Hirshburg of that game. robbery like no other. We will pick the winner of that poll during our pick segment coming up at 6, uh, between the 6 and 6.30 segment, where we'll talk about the UofL game, we'll pick the UK game, the Western game. Does Indiana even play this week? Do we know? Uh, yeah, they play on Saturday night. Do you know who they're <laughs> Lord, I get you the date. I got to get you who they play, too. I, say, I can tell you know because of the programming <laughs> schedule, but I, I don't That's know. That's the only reason I know is it's eight, 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock uh, kickoff versus, oh, Idaho. Oh, not Paul Petrino. Possibly anymore. if I'd listened to the commercials that we play the promo for the game during the show, I would have known that as well. And then we have a showdown for our picks next week because it'll be uh, uh, Indiana versus Western Kentucky. Yeah, that is the yeah. Noon. So we'll pick those and then the other, I think, six biggest games of the weekend ahead in college football. Everybody always talks about the second weekend of college football sucking. Like they schedule, you know, the, the first week they always schedule re- these, these showcase games to get everybody attracted. And then like conference play really gets heated up in the third week. But second week is just kind of a whatever. But something crazy always happens in, in week two. Something, you know, we always just gloss over the matchups and there's just not anything attractive here. And then, boom, wild upset or like a crazy game. Fun will be had this weekend in college football, is what I'm trying to say. I feel like we brought this up before. When did Idaho go to Division Two? Did they? Apparently, they're, yeah, because they don't, they, and the reason I know this is because they don't have a, you can't, I'm on, you know, on Sports Reference, if it's a D2 school, you can't, they don't have a page to, to click on, and they don't, which tells me, I guess, they're in D2 and, we know they fired Paul Petrino because we found that out last yeah, year. Yeah, their new coach there. is Jason Eck. Jason Eck. Yeah. Um, and they are – and I always think of Idaho. I always, I always remember just from the college football game. They looked like they played in like a hangar. It was they like did. a dome hangar. Yes. This was cool. Uh, Jason Eck, who did succeed Paul Petrino, who's there eight years, is still baffling in their own right. Yeah, they're in the Big Sky Conference. They and... went there in 2018. Okay, wow. They are the first FBS program to voluntarily drop to the FCS level. Ever? Apparently, yeah. Really? Props to the Vandals. 
You, sometimes well, you gotta know when to, to quit. Be a trendsetter, there, guys. Gotta know go? when to say when. And Idaho just say they knew. Uh, Texas says nineteen sixteen on Netflix is your show, Trevor. Well, that has to be about that's that, yeah uh, with the the yeah the Irish War and the freedom against Great Britain in nineteen sixteen. Um, I guess in Texas, Texas something in the other day or yesterday in the show asking about maybe I should go listen to the Cranberries so I can learn more about Ireland. The Cranberries are featured in Dairy Girls fairly heavily. I will say this: yes, I know that the free the the, the war was in nineteen sixteen because of the Cranberries song "Zombie." That's the only reason I even know that. That and it's a Finn Balor move. Somebody sent this text in. Uh, speaking of big games this weekend. Texas has never lost to Alabama when Queen Elizabeth is, has not been on the throne. They, te- they beat them in the 20s. <laughs> Texas beat Alabama in 1902, 1915, 1922, and 1948. But Texas has only lost to Alabama in 2010 was when Queen Elizabeth was on the throne. When did Queen Elizabeth? I thought she was already on the throne. Didn't she say she was on the throne for like 70 years? 70 years. So 2022 minus 70 would be 1952. Oh, okay. I was thinking that would have been closer to the 40s. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. And that was I knew that was kind of cutting close to the to, to the the guideline there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I say a little bit. Well, I'm, we're, we're I'm getting texts from our bosses on the fly about programming notes. Apparently, we're on till six. I guess <laughs> pregame show starts at six. I don't know why you thought it was six thirty, or Dugan thought it was six thirty. We'll figure it out. We'll be okay. I guess the only problem I'm asking now we're gonna do our pick segment next coming up if we're if that's the case. I guess we'll figure it out. I don't know. I'm here to like ten. I don't know about you. Yeah, you I, don't I'm care. Here. I've got. To, I'm trying to craft Maybe the show that's, here. Maybe that's why I'm ignoring it because I'm like, I, what, what does it matter to me? I'm here regardless. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Mike, as much as we'd all would love to boost each other's hopes, uh, being a U of L fan is currently like, like that line from Bob's Burgers. I love you, but you're all terrible. <laughs> I don't know Bob's Burgers references, but I like that line. Texas, I'm a podcast listener. Um, talking about yesterday, you guys talking about needing a fat guy in the royal family. Look up David Morgan Hewitt. It's her friend, very large friend. Is that the one from the picture? Morgan Hewitt? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Texas, it feels like we've had a significantly lower number of Golden Knight trolling this week compared to last year. Thanks a lot. Oh, Sam. yeah, that's that's the picture you sent me. Yeah, it's that one. That's that guy. Yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't really dive into the Golden Knights thing. And I, th- I think it all comes back to my lack of confidence, to be perfectly honest. And that's on me. We also we, The whole thing started last year because Keith Wynn like, got trolled. Not even trolled, but like some very aggressive UCF fans. He, he had just slipped up and said Golden Knights instead of Knights. And very understandable. They're very sensitive about it, apparently. And they like flipped out on him about it. And like right when I saw that, I'm like, okay, they're the Golden Knights all week now. You, you, can't, you can't behave like this and expect not to get trolled. It's like when you – if there's a nickname you've been called – and you don't want people to call you that, and you like flip out about it, you're like, don't call me Timmy, whatever. And like, there, guess what? Everybody's now calling you Timmy, whatever. I got, because I, I don't know any central, actual, like, literal Central Florida fans. I mean, like, do you, do you know any that are like actual? I mean, no. I mean, I don't think that I, 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 I trouble they really exist. I mean, it's Orlando. I mean, they're, they're like, no one like actually is from Orlando. They just like visit there or they just move there on, you know, for business or whatever. Like, very few people I feel are actually ever born there. And that being said, like, I want to know, I want to meet one who's like a real fan to tell me why it's so offensive to you that you would be still referred to as a Golden Knight. Like, what is it about the word golden that is so bad? Is it Al Golden? Is it, is it, is it, is it a shower thing? I mean, what is the word, what is it about this word that is so offensive that, that when it's included in your school title, which it was for the majority of the school's existence, 
that would you be so mad about it? I don't even think it's that. I think it's just that they're upset about people not paying enough attention to them that they know. You know, like it's like we changed this ten years ago, and we've done enough to to warrant the fact that you should know that we're the, just the knights. And you know, sometimes people don't. I mean, is it is it not enough that I acknowledge your championship in 2017? That that's, I mean, that should be like that should trump the fact that I'm I'm still called you Golden Knights, right? It should, but apparently it doesn't. Uh-huh, okay, then you know what? You, you can't have your cake and eat it too, people. You got Disney World as is. Okay, you either you're either the Golden Knights or your co-champions. You can't you you cannot you you can't you can't have them both. You gotta tell me which one it is. Texas says so I'm upset that I have to go to all the home football games this year. The <laughs> stubborn fan in me will make me go to all the games and stay till the end. I already know walking into the stadium that it's going to be a loss and not the thing and nothing will change uh, from game to game. Uh, Texer uh, three words right now. We sell beer. Yeah. That's that's all that's just a that's the big difference between going to a bad team, still supporting. If I was younger, I would still, I would be going to some. I would go to some games this year. I'm just old and lazy now. I've done my time. It's it's your, it's your generation. You whippersnappers. It's your, your turn to go out there and do it for me. And like I did that. Like I went to UK games in the '90s when they were bad, and you couldn't get alcohol there. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I've been in that atmosphere. I've seen Kentucky and Kentucky, and even just as recently as you know, less than ten years ago. Dougie fans know what it's like to not only suck and suck sober. It's not a good combination. I and mean, I remember the year when their official student section it was my first year of college. Their official student section T-shirt had "Win or lose, we still booze" in the back. <laughs> that was the like the model. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's no way actually sober in 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 uh, what I always still refer to as John L. Smith Field at Commonwealth Stadium. Um, but the but at least give you that. That's the one perk if we're going to be bad and you can still you're still going. You've got alcohol, buddy. I mean that 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 trust me, it makes everything easier. It is both the cause and solution to all of America's problems. Gotcha. Okay, I, I'm sorry. We gotta take a break. When we come back, we'll try to figure out what, what's going on with the show. Uh, this Do is we the need a drink. This is the U of L pregame show here on 1450, 961, and 970 WGTK. Getting you started for Google Sip before to come up here in just a couple hours. We'll be right back here.1450-961, but also 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Uh, we are, I've just now found out, out at 6 o'clock. So uh, that changes the all. The, all the... Pre-game show is altered a little bit now. We'll have to get into our pick segment coming up here. Also, Sorry. people have texted in. I, I can't confirm. I have seen that there's rumors swirling out there about the health of, of Jermaine Lolay. Um, I haven't heard anything directly yet, but uh, if we do find out something official before we, we come off the air, we certainly will pass that along. 
Um, we'll see what happens. It there. sounds believable because of the fact he a wasn't listed maybe as a starter for Syracuse, and b I, I don't know I don't have the numbers memorized on some of the players, but I just don't feel like I saw him much on the field as much as you think you would on on for Saturday last week as well. He didn't record. I think a I don't I don't think he had a stat. Um, which I, mean, I remember I remember hearing surprising. his name once, I and mean, it wasn't a good for a good reason, by the way. Like it, I think it was the the goal line play where they just walked in. I think he was in there, and he was one of the guys in the area that did, did nothing. Yeah, he, they, I could a, be wrong. He made his very first play in the game. I remember he got a good push and like helped make a, a solid play. He didn't make the tackle, but he like you know he did what a nose tackle is supposed to do. He took on a couple of blockers and got a solid push to to get in the backfield. But besides that, he was you know, it wasn't a whole lot going on there. So if, he, if there is something going on. It, you're right. It would make a little bit of sense. I tell you what. All right. Pick segment coming up here. This is week two. Week one. Uh, I went eight and two. Trevor went six and four. Trevor's looking for a bounce back this week. We will pick as always. We'll do the Louisville game last. We'll do the, the other local games of note. Typically UK, Indiana, and Western Kentucky, and the high school game of the week, which is always decided on a Twitter poll at Card Carnival, and then the five or six, depending on the local games, biggest games in college football. Across the rest of the country, we'll start with our high school game of the week. Trevor, I'm sorry. Oh, it did come, people. You, have... I'm sorry. It came in last too. It came, uh, really a narrow Butler, last. It still got twenty percent of the vote. Beat us out barely. Valley Manual also barely beat you out. But the well, Manual, I can okay with because it's you know the Ryan fams. Yeah, but I mean, I'd be damned if Wagner, Wagner's bowing down to Fern Creek and anything. I'm sorry, dude. No. Do you think Wagner wins? Do you think they make it two in a row? Would you have picked them to win if they'd been the game of the week? I'm right not picking them. I think they're up against it tonight. Hold it up, West Side W Wagner, baby. It's at Seneca. We're gonna we're gonna head up a hikes hikes point up to hikes point and take control. <laughs> the winner, <laughs> the winner of the, uh, the the game of the week is the Battle of Oldham County. North Oldham is on the road taking on South Oldham. Um, it's the winner of the game of the week, even though North Oldham is one and two. And South Oldham is 0-3. So somebody needs to get their season headed in the right direction. I'm going with the uh, – I'll go with the fighting David Leviches. Give me North Oldham in what I think would be a mild upset based on the history of the programs. Trevor, who you got? I know nothing about either of these schools. Okay. Uh, all I know is it's North, it's North Oldham versus South Oldham, which sounds like a civil war. And in that case, I'm always going with the North. So we're going to take North Oldham in this one. <laughs> So you're a Northern Ireland guy. Going back <laughs> to our discussion from yesterday. No, I, oh, you love the know. Queen. I do. <laughs> uh, the Queen. I'm going to miss you, sweetheart. Uh, let's start with uh, – <laughs> we'll go with the uh, the games tomorrow in college football first uh, to get you going. 4 o'clock, FS1, the Houston Cougars and Dana Holgerson's fantastic hair, uh, which is not quite as fantastic as it used to be like 10 years ago, on the road no. taking on Texas Tech. Houston nationally ranked at number 25, but they are an underdog in this game by four points going into Lubbock. Jones A&T sta- AT&T Stadium, I should say. Trevor Kelsey, I'll let you go first. Who you got? Uh, I don't know if people know this or not. If they don't listen to me enough. Texas Tech offensive coordinator, who was the offensive coordinator at uh, Western last night, Zach Kitley. I have a man crush on him and his offense right now. Okay. Texas Tech did awesome last week. I think they continue. I'm going Texas Tech in this one. Give me Houston. Mild upset. Going okay, with Holgerson. He took a picture with me at a derby party one time. He could not have been more upset to take it. He was talking to Luke Hancock, so I like weasel my way in. Like, he's like, Luke, what's up, man? We talked to him. I was like, Coach, can I get a quick picture with you? Thinking he'd be like, Oh, good. He was furious. Most, he hated it so was, much. Would that be the most uncomfortable a coach has ever had? Like doing a picture interview with that you had to deal with? Yeah, I rarely ask for pictures with people, but like I, I think Dana Holgerson's awesome. Like I just I, I think he's awesome is probably the wrong word. I have like a weird fascination with him, and I wanted this picture to, like 
tweet to text to my friends, and he, I did not think he would have nearly as much of a problem with it as he did. He was furious. The last two people I took pictures with were Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow. and Gary Payton. Quite the combo. Quite a combination. The most uncomfortable I've ever seen a coach come have to do an interview or picture with me was Ray Harper. <laughs> we were the, like doing the Western, like the golf. Ray Harper sucks. He had to come and like talk to me and Nick Coffee, and he was just like, you could just tell he did not want to be there. He hates everybody. Yeah, he's mad at the world. Three thirty, ABC, number twenty-four, Tennessee, and the Vols. They go up to uh, Pittsburgh to take on the one and zero Pitt Panthers, coming off their big win last Thursday night over West Virginia. Tennessee again, despite being on the road, despite being the lower ranked team, six point favorite, almost a touchdown favorite. Trevor, who you got? Um, I think these are both teams that cl- two of the six teams that claim the nineteen fifty national title. So maybe the winner of this gets a better claim. I like that. Um, and that being said, I'm I'm going Tennessee on the road in this one. I'm too. I, I mean, I think Pitt, I'm not sold on Pitt enough yet. I watched most of the game last week against West Virginia. They looked inferior for, I mean, pretty much the entire of, entirety of the game. Got a couple of I don't want to say fluke plays, but a couple of big plays that, I mean, the dude just dropped the pass on the interception, the pick six that wound up deciding the game. I don't think that they're the 17th best team in America. I'll go with uh, you know, SEC fans, thump your chest all you want. I'm going with the, I'm going with the SEC. I mean, otherwise proven, I mean, unless you're Clemson, it's hard to take an ACC team versus almost anybody outside of the ACC at this point, right? It is. You're not wrong. Uh, it was a, I know that the ACC, I think, went 11-3 and last weekend. Wow, um, but, I mean. But, you know, a lot of those games, they did not look over. The North Carolina and NC State games were both. Were both I bad. Mean, yeah. Pitt also, I think, looked not so great. Yeah. And then, you know, technically we were one of those three losses, but also we were one of those 11 wins. We, we gave the ACC yeah, a win. That count. <laughs> we're, help, we're, you know, we're sacrificing for the betterment of the conference. Yeah, he um, lost his the sword other than us. 8 o'clock on Big Ten Network. It'll also be on one of our channels. Do you know which one? Indiana. Oh, it, so it'd be uh, Saturday. It'd be on this channel right here. Not, right uh, here. Yeah. 96.1 and 1450. Not 970, though, if you're listening on that station. No, no. I believe the bat's actually going to be on that station on Saturday. Gotcha. Uh, They're 900, actually. So you'll hear this on 1450, the Big X. Uh, Also, you can watch it on TV, Big Ten Network, but why would you? My God. Uh, Idaho, the Vandals, the FCS team. Now we just found that out since 2018. They're on the road taking on Indiana. Trevor, are we both taking the Hoosiers here? Oh, yeah, yeah. IU Hoosiers. Sorry, Idaho. I do love your potatoes, though. We do, and you know, you, you kept Paul Petrino around for almost five decades. And your home state, and you, and you, and the fact you play like in a complex dome is pretty. cool. I do love the arena. It is pretty good. It's called Kibble Stadium, I think, or something. Kittles. Is that right? Yeah. We'll go back in time a little bit here. Noon, Fox. Back. Way back. Way back. back. It's rare that we would pick a game with a twenty-point spread, but I think this is still just based on the brands. The biggest game of the weekend: number one Alabama on the road. Playing Texas in a regular season game for the first time in over half a century. Uh, this game again in Austin, noon, Fox, Bama, number one team in America, is a 20-point favorite over Texas. Is Texas back? Do they have any shot in this game at all, Trevor? No. 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 I, I'll say I, the city of Austin's a fun place to be. See, it always sounds like it. Which is good because you're going to need every bit of that fun to enjoy to get the taste out of what's going to be a uh, – I believe the technical term is butt-kicking. Okay. Uh, by Alabama, I, I'm not gonna bet the game, so don't. I'm not gonna put my money where my mouth is, but I do think they cover. I really do. I'm, I'm just, I'm, so, I can't. I'm not a Sark guy. I can't. I can't get it. I can't do it. I'm not. I'm just. He's done nothing to prove me wrong either. I'm not a Texas guy. Like, I'm sorry, they're not back. I agree. They're never back. They're never going to be back until you bring King of the Hill back. Also, I, I thought about that. That King Hill run you talked about good Texas. That also coincides with how maybe bad the Cowboys were as well. Okay. That's also a perk for me. 
I like that. Uh, we'll go to uh, 7.30, ABC. USC is the number 10 team in America. They're on the road taking on Stanford. This has a, been a weird series. Whenever it seems like USC's got, you know, they, they should have the upper hand. Stanford seems to pull one out of their hat. Uh, Stanford actually has won five of the last eight meetings against USC, including a 42-28 win last year over the Trojans. USC, despite all that, is an eight-point road favorite. Um, I'll go first. I, I think... I'm believing in USC. Every time I do, they start to feel like this is a 15-year thing where every time I'm like, yeah, they may actually have something this year. They blow a game like this. I think they still blow one in the early part of the season, but it's not this one. They, they get the job done. David Shaw, not a dead man walking, but he's he could use a win like this. I, I'm going with the Trojans. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Clay Helton's Trojans. Lincoln Riley, most of the part, doesn't, doesn't lose to teams he's not supposed to. Now, he'll lose to teams that are even with him, but usually not to ones he's supposed to. Uh, I'm go USC in this one. Uh, interesting ACC game here. We actually have a, there, there are a couple of sort of like off the beaten path games in the ACC this weekend that I think are actually it would, would be tough to pick. I mean, Wake gets Sam Hartman back this weekend. They're going to take on Vanderbilt on the road. Miami's hosting Southern Miss. Duke plays Northwestern. Battle of the Nerds. Um, you've got uh, Virginia on the road taking on Illinois. But we're going to pick an actual conference game here. Boston College, eight o'clock ACC Network. They're taking on Virginia Tech on the road. Two teams that had rough opening weeks, maybe the two most rough opening weeks in the ACC, Virginia Tech losing to Old Dominion, Boston College losing to a hampered Rutgers team. VT, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Trevor, who are you going with in this ACC clash? I mean, the only good thing about the VT loss to Old Dominion was they got overshadowed by their 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 students getting run over by their own players. It did. Uh, did that kid ever get in trouble, by the way, for that? Probably. Handled in, I would assume handled in house. Good, because the people were like, "He should be off the team." I'm like, "Don't yeah, get that's off the a little team much." Yeah, um, yeah, he should just run wind sprints. I'm going. That being said, I'm going BC. I don't know why. I'm like, uh, I don't. I, I can't remember the, the, even what the actual hill they're on, but for some reason, I have a thing for for Jerkovic and that team. I I don't know. I, I'm going BC. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> you, you you're gonna keep calling him Jerkovic, just. Forever. What else is name? Djokovic. Really? Yeah. Well, that made for an awkward situation when I interviewed him. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never interviewed him. He's never coming back on the show. <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, everything that you said, even though it was said incorrectly, I agree with. I, I for whatever reason, like I think that I still think BC's got something. I've mentioned how afraid I am of that game, which now I'm more afraid that we've actually started playing football <laughs> yeah, uh, really. of that game. Uh, I think they get it done this weekend on the road, despite being a slight favorite, a slight underdog. Djokovic is the real deal. They didn't look great against Rutgers. They didn't look great as an offense. I think they bounced back. I still think Jeff Halfley's a really good coach. Could have been Rust. He was that just on him in the first game. Could have been. Uh, he, well, you know, he came. Did he? Because did he finish? He came back at the end of last year, though, didn't he? No. So he missed. All, so when I he don't w- think he did. I was. Yeah, that's why I can't remember. Because if that if that's the case, and that's even more excusable for. Having a little bit of rust. I know he missed most of last year. I can't. I, honestly, I couldn't tell you if he came back at the end of the season or not. I don't, oh, there's no way he only played six games last year. Yeah, yeah I don't. He, I don't think he did. Yeah, so he must when he got hurt, which was the game before they played us. That would have been his last game, probably. Yeah. I'll take it back. He did. He played. Or he came back at the end. He came back at the end for games in, in November, and he did not play that great. Did struggle. Yeah, struggled a little bit. He because he was playing okay before he got hurt. I thought he was great. Yeah. Um. So okay, we do have the official. Um, I guess Jody Demlings now is reporting that uh, I mentioned this briefly as a yeah as a rumor. I said I wouldn't say anything until um, until it's been confirmed. Jody Demling is reporting that Jermaine Lolay is out for the season. Out for the season. Uh, out for the season. He apparently has an elbow injury. The elbow injury that that hampered him at the beginning of fall camp. According to Jody, he will uh, miss the rest of the year. 
My God. I mean, this is going to be one of those in two years. Remember that guy from Arizona State we brought in that was supposed to be good? What was his name again? We did the show right here, OG I mean, Studio, when Keith was here, and we found out on air that Lole had committed, and Keith was – it was the happiest I've ever seen Keith win. You, you, you have not been too shy about blowing smoke up the – the rear of excitement on, on Lole. And maybe I thought he was going to be a first-round draft pick. That was one of my did. bold predictions. Uh, we were out at Oxford. You, said, say, you did say that. We're on remote. I mean, I mean, I expected at least, I mean, obviously, I, maybe I wasn't, my hopes weren't as high as, as you and Keith, but still, I mean, I thought I'd get more than, you know, a couple snaps. It's not, I mean, because he had injury issues at, at Arizona State, but it wasn't this, right? It was not this. So this is something. So I mean, does, is, do we ever see him play at Louisville? Well, no, I don't. Th- I mean, this is. Well, he could. I guess a, he could technically get a redshirt, redshirt year, yeah, but he, should, he, he gets redshirt year. <sighs> this sucks. I mean, it's NCAA. You know they're going to give somebody a pass. I mean, they they don't even bother trying to stop anybody anymore that requests it. I I don't think he ever plays. I mean, I think he has the option to probably come back next year, but I don't think you ever see him at Louisville now. It does feel like somebody texted in, and I guess maybe it's just the comparison because they're. Um, the, the roots, but Jordan Campbell situation all over again. At least we got one game out of Jermaine Lolay. Jordan Campbell, like we got like three practices out of him. Um, anyways, we'll continue with the pick we segment. We got here. nothing out of uh, what's his name from the wide receiver, Mortimer. Yeah. Oh, Devon Mortimer. He yeah, never showed. yeah. We have to, I feel. I feel like they're just like trying to like it's like it's like a le, it's like a Russian nesting doll of of limited of what we're getting from these transfers. Uh, late night Saturday, ten fifteen. I always love having a good late night game just to stay up with. Oh yeah, ten fifteen ESPN Baylor on the road taking on BYU number nine Bears uh, on the road taking on the number twenty first ranked BYU Cougars. BYU is a two and a half point favorite. Trevor, who you got? This could be a fun game. Could be a fun game. I think this might be a really fun game to watch. I don't. I mean, I'm talking. This game could be in the fifties. I mean, we're this is like North Carolina Appalachian State style game. That said, uh, it's at BYU, right? At BYU. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know what, I'm going to go BYU in, 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 in a close one. I think they pulled out in a, in a shootout. I'm going BYU, too. We're, we're, we're far too much on the same page here. We are. I feel like that should be an upset, but it's technically not because they're they're favored, but whatever. Well, um, they're favored by, what, three because it's at home? Yeah. Yeah. It's all two and a half. Uh, one of the only – that's one of the, the two matchups this weekend featuring multiple top 25 teams. The other one is going to go down in Gainesville. The Kentucky Wildcats on the road taking on Florida, number 20 versus number 12. Florida, after their big win over Utah last week, goes from unranked all the way up to number 12. They are a six-point favorite in this game. Again, 7 o'clock, ESPN. Trevor, who are you taking? Oh, man. This is, this is a tough one because the hater in me wants to just say go Gators. The realistic, realistic in me wants to say go Gators. <laughs> the, uh, the gambler in me wants to say go Gators. But – the fact is, is that every time I I go with all these these choices in my in my in my heart in my soul in my mind, God just gives me the mill finger and says, "Oh, really?" Uh, that being said, chop it up, politically incorrect or not. Let's get some gator bait. Well, there's nothing politically incorrect about the gator chop. Well, you can't, but the other part I can't say anymore. Oh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, the gator bait. Yeah, they they threw that. They they yeah, oh. they called it racist. Oh well, Florida wins. <laughs> they led me to a, a early lead in the contest this year with their big win over Utah. I'm going with uh, I'm going with the the Gators over the Cats. I think I picked that last year though, and it bit me a little bit. But I think they get it done. All right, uh, the game of the day, the game of the night, the only big time game going on tonight. I think there's Boise State plays later tonight, 
but we're the only game kicking off at 7.30. I believe, yeah, Boise State, New Mexico, uh, shout out to Walter White being dead. 9 o'clock, CBS Sports Network, that's the only other game tonight. <laughs> I made a tweet a few years ago, like, there was, like, they showed all the people in New Mexico, it was, like, a late night game, I think it was a Friday night game, too, and they all were sleeping, and I just, like, videoed it, and it was like, Walter White didn't die for this, believe. So, yeah. I, I spoiled it for a lot of other people way before I spoiled it for Have you, you finished Only Murder Season 1 yet? Yes. No, I haven't. I was gonna say that like, I'm on the last episode. Don't don't ruin it for me. I won't. I'll be nice. Thank you. Uh, Louisville, <laughs> seven thirty kickoff in Orlando at the Bounce House against Central Florida. Huh, we're supposed to make a New Mexico game or something? No, no, no. I was just saying that was the only other game. On oh, tonight. I was like, wait a second, did I miss a, did I miss a pick? I was I, I zoned out for a moment. We've made all other picks, so we've got the other picks down. So now it's time for the big show. Uh, Louisville, we've talked talk about this game it's a, big show. a lot this week and certainly a lot today. Uh, Bounce House, tough place to win, FBC Mortgage Stadium. ESPN2 has the call. Cards are currently a six-point underdog in this game. They knocked off UCF last week, or last year, I should say, by seven points. I've, I've given my thoughts already a little bit. I, I don't feel I, – I, I wish I could be more optimistic about this game. I'll go first and make my prediction. I'm going to say UCF – Man, thirty-eight to twenty-four, and I feel like it could get worse than that. I do. I hate, I hate saying it. We're in the same ballpark, really. Yeah. But what was that Florida line? I know it just flashed back on me real quick. Florida by six. Okay, Florida will cover that too. Okay, because uh, I'm thinking parlay in Florida and Central Florida together tonight. Uh, because Central Florida will cover as well. I'm right there with you. I think I have you have more confidence in our own defense than I do. I say Central Florida 44-21. I can see it being more like that. I, I mean, that's I, – I, I might be saying it for my own And I sadly, health. I feel like we're going to go into the fourth quarter and it's going to be like 35-7. to seven. <sighs> Like, I, And then we just score a couple touchdowns late when it doesn't really matter. And then they get their last touchdown. Like, or they get their last score off of us just trying to desperately – like, say it's – yeah, it's like the score's around 35-34 to 21. We, we cut it there with like three minutes left. And then we throw a pick six, and they return it, and that that, that puts the nail in the coffin. Mm. Now, <sighs> I mean, <laughs> let me say this for the 500th time over the last four days since coming back here. I hope we're wrong. I hope we're wrong about all this. I mean, usually if you're listening, you probably would think, well, Trevor, normally you are wrong. So that could be, I mean... Unfortunately, I feel like I haven't. I've been less wrong about when it comes to being negative when it comes to Louisville. I'm pretty sure I picked it's like us the only to, time I've been right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I thought we were going to lose last year to UCF in that game, and I ended up being wrong about that. Here's hoping history repeats itself. I picked us to win that game, actually. I think. I mean, look, we need something good to happen right now, whether it's this win or just something in the grander scheme of Cardinal athletics. We need to pick me up. This would go a long way towards accomplishing that. If we come in here again, I said. I said at the beginning of the week, a win over UCF will just make me a little bit more mad about Syracuse. I still will be far more happy than I am angry. Like It will be an enthusiastic show on Monday. We can get ourselves hyped up for another Friday night game against Florida State. If we lose, and if it's you know as lopsided as you and I are both kind of saying it might be, I, I feel like then it's just another week of woe is me shows, and then it becomes an even broader conversation about the big picture with Satterfield in the direction of the program, and Florida State kind of becomes a secondary issue. This is, again, Scott. We've begged you for the last eight months. We're begging you again. Avoid all this talk. We don't want to have these conversations. We want to have fun conversations. We want to dream big dreams. And in order for that to happen, we've got to start winning some games. That needs to start tonight. I mean, how do we 
how do we pick ourselves off the mat and get optimistic about Florida State if we if we get beat the way we were? Let's simulating? hope we don't have to worry about that. I mean, Let's we're gonna get it be done. We're gonna be Louisville going in the fourth quarter, just laying there flat and not getting up. Let's hope we don't have to worry about it. Let's let's get it done. Go Cards. Beat the Golden Knights. Get this thing going. We got Paul Rogers in the pregame show coming up here next on 970 WGTK. I believe we got Louisville Bats baseball over on 1450 The Big X. All right, baby. 635. Wherever you are, keep it locked. Uh, Go Cards. Go Bats. We will see you guys on Monday at 3 o'clock on 1450 and 96.